Welcome back to the premier Legend of Zelda travelogue podcast. We are your tour guides. My name is Pete. And my name is Chris. Hey, Pete. What's up? It's Tears of the Kingdom Day. <laughs> immediately timestamp the episode. Just immediately. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't contain my excitement. I'm so, we... <laughs> I'm so psyched. And of course, we're here tonight carrying out our duty, unlike the guards of Hyrule, uh, and uh-huh. recording another episode of uh ocarina of time but i'm kind of happy about it because we're doing today uh, a location that i genuinely really love <laughs> so i guess i'll introduce our guests <laughs> today we are joined by one half of the morphin grid one josh nichols hey guys hi josh thanks for letting me on the show <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I was sitting here waiting for someone to like say Josh is here so I could start talking. I didn't know if I should be quiet until uh, the cat was out of the bag. Or I not. was about to lead into it. I'm sorry. Hey, Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's, it's really good to hear from you again. Uh, listeners of the show might recognize you from our inaugural tourist trap episode in between the Minish Cap and Ocarina seasons. Yeah. Um, I've grown a lot as a person and a Zelda fan since then. <laughs> oh, yeah? Do you want to talk about it? Um, I guess briefly. Uh, I like Breath of the Wild. I don't love it, but I do like Breath of the Wild now. So. Hey, hey, that's character progression. Uh, and I finished it. So that's one white whale down. Perfect. Just in right time. On. What was it like? You finished it the day before Tears came out? <laughs> I defeated Ganon um over the weekend before it came out and then i kept i just kept playing it when i stopped playing i was at like 90 shrines i think and i was like Mm -hmm. tears of the kingdom comes out in two days i'm just gonna take one a one night breather word (laughs) probably the right call and i had like seven and i had like 73 koroks i was like "Ah, that is enough of those i don't need any more oh for sure (laughs) like i mean granted you don't get the master cycle if you don't you know do all the shrines etc but like by that point in the game you don't need the master cycle so the shrines are are the the hero's tunic isn't it oh that's right yeah you get the little fairy clothes yeah the master cycle is from the ballad of the champion or whatever right yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah that's you have to buy that dang i have right, that well, but i don't think i'm ever now that tears of the kingdom is out i don't think i'm ever gonna actually <laughs> finish it <laughs> <laughs> josh how are things going with the morphin grid uh it's going good at the time of this recording we have one more bonus episode to record before we kick off jungle fury Jungle so, fury. Yes, yes. very cool i'm excited about that because the only knowledge of that season i have is vaguely reading uh Pete's Twitter thread about it and then then immediately expunging all the names and information out of my brain. Honestly, if you don't have context, the names mean nothing. Is RJ one of them? I think it's the only one I can remember. Yeah, RJ is one I say a lot because I I, I love RJ. (laughs) I really do. I don't know anything else. Like I will say I've been working from home the last month, so I've just been jamming on Power Rangers real hard. And to be, this is my first season that I've watched before Morphin Grid got to it. And I'm so excited because I really liked this season a lot. So this will it'll be, you know, interesting to see if it, it's one of the ones that get under your skin and you don't like. It's so <laughs> those first few episodes, I think, are the most crucial because that first impression is go- we're going to ride that through the rest of the whole season. Totally. Uh, very rarely, I think, does the season like flip 
where we either love mm. or hate a season that we started out the opposite on. Right. I wonder if that's a thing of like, do they have different people write different seasons? And like, you can kind of tell the tone. Different people write different episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Well, Pete and I obviously... Uh, adore you guys over at the Morphin Grid. Um and we you know we've had we've had you on before we've had Jake on a handful of times. Um and we 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 love listening to you guys. Um uh, but I noticed something uh when I was listening to oh I don't know one of the episodes maybe uh not top priority part one the sticky egg uh a few months ago where you were you were you were talking about very generously you guys were talking about Hello High World. You guys have shouted us out a, a few times and we're we're mega grateful uh for you guys doing that. Uh, but you said something that I thought was very interesting Uh-oh. about your time on the tourist trap. Oh no! You mentioned you guys. You guys are no one is ever supposed to listen to me talk about them. That's not. That's, <laughs> I to, I'm going to start sending contracts to any of these shows that I come on. You mentioned that you were a little bit bummed that we didn't throw any. What would that taste like your way? Ah. Mm. So Pete and I have a special surprise for you specifically. Oh, no. <laughs> You're getting the special treatment. Okay. Pete and I have prepared a few meals from different <laughs> Zelda Boy, games. Okay. Oh. We're front loading this episode with a, a Josh buffet. <laughs> oh, all of mine came from Skyward Sword, to be honest. Okay. Oh, great. perfect. That's a, I feel like that's a tasty <laughs> game. Pete, do you want to start us off? It's It's got the colors of good flavor, so <laughs> hey. Uh, what does Lizolfo's tail taste like? Ooh, um, I've never had it, but it's. I feel like it's like a tough alligator-y kind of flavor. Right on. That makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty, it's that gotta is a pretty easy gamey, one. Right? It's probably a little gamey, probably tough. <laughs> Maybe like a little extra like of a bite to it. Because there, okay. there's, there's like malice in it, right? So <laughs> <laughs> that's dark Lizolfos, the the, dar- the the ones that spit clouds. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know how you guys experience cilantro, but when I eat cilantro, mm. I, first of all, I hate it. It's disgusting. But oh, okay. it's more of like a weird sensation in my entire mouth, and not as much of like a flavor. Uh-huh. Like a lot of people say, it tastes like dish soap, and I don't really? think I taste dish soap. But I do feel when cilantro is in something, and I can't explain the feeling other than like it feels like there's heat in my mouth, but it's not hot. Cilantro is just kind of kind of a minty taste, isn't it? Kind of a numbness. It it is supposed to be a minty taste, but some people just don't taste it right. (laughs) It's funny. I do get what people mean when they say cilantro is soapy yeah like but i still if it's the right amount i'll like it that's fine yeah like it, it's just like a uh you know it's supposed to be an accent it's not supposed to be on the forefront of <laughs> right. stuff, but some people like to put it on the front but anyway that feeling that i described is, is what i think the malice adds uh to the dish <laughs> oh okay okay let's hold on right to on. that let's hold on to that idea for a little bit how about uh how does stamina fruit taste like oh that's easy that's just like a juicy fruit like juicy fruit gum <laughs> pure sugar but like fruity sugar i think that makes sense okay (laughs) vaguely fruit inspired sugar treats okay or it could be like like a carbure carbureted that's not what i meant carbonated (laughs) like if you could carbonate gum carbonated watermelon bubblicious Ooh. Ooh, okay i think i kind of get what you're putting down there all right okay how about 
This is my last one. What do tad tones taste like? Lufa lufa. Well, they, they, first of all, they come in a variety of flavors. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember the Starburst hard candies? Mm. I do. I feel like they just taste like those, but like they're like a chewy. Oh, just straight up? <laughs> like a chewy version, like chewy Starburst hard candy, oh. which is not just, it's not just a Starburst, right? It would be the same texture as like a chewy lifesaver, which is a real thing, like a gummy lifesaver, which is a real thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> I have to ask, is that before or after they're cooked or is that like a sushi thing? Oh, I don't, I don't think you would. Would you cook them? <laughs> they look they look so delicious raw. I don't know if you would cook them. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact about Tad Jones. Riddled with salmonella. Oh, all right, yeah. Definitely cook them and then you get like that like kind of a charbroiled fr- gummy fruity taste. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. But yeah, Chris, do you have some of your own? Yeah, I've prepared a three-course meal from a few games. Uh, and we'll start off with a nice healthy appetizer heart fruit salad what do you think that's going to taste like mm, i i feel like heart fruits are a sh- like a strawberry but in the way that like the strawberry runts are strawberry yeah so it'd be, that makes it would be sense. oh it would be like a strawberry salad with that artificial strawberry flavor but it would be natural because uh-huh. these are like a real fruit <laughs> This is what those flavors are based on. They got it wrong. They actually got hard fruit. <laughs> I never really thought about putting strawberries in a salad, but I don't think that'd be bad. No, you can. Oh, yeah. You can do that. Yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, Wendy's has like a summer salad they do every year. I love it to bits. It's really good. Nice. Okay, well, we're going to move on to the main dish here. And uh, this is where things are going to get a little weird. All right. Uh, we're going to do some grilled cranioc. With a side of magic beans from Ocarina okay. of Time. Oh, you're combining now. I'm combining. Remind me what the cranioc is. So the cranioc is the large shard <laughs> from Skyward Sword. That oh. seems like it would be a Nintendo 64 enemy. It looks like... The Bucktooth Shark Zeppelin. That thing is definitely in Jolly Rogers Bay, I think. That's what I'm saying. Um, I didn't realize it had these like rabbit teeth. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's got like two buck teeth. You guys talked about this before. You eat the... the bump on the head or do you eat the fish buddy you can eat whatever part of that fish you want i just i don't know if this is a skull or if this is me i truly do not know (laughs) it's a question that was never meant to be asked i think the parts you definitely don't eat is one the teeth and two the little like submarine lights on its sides (laughs) oh it does look like a bus for some reason (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine like little tad tones looking through those windows like what the heck are those what are those i never noticed that pete do they <laughs> do they glow at night do you I, ever I don't do you ever so. experience a cranioc at night actually <laughs> nighttime only happens in skyloft and in, in that game hmm. but hey maybe we'll see them in tears of the kingdom and you'll get your answer i'm not really well versed in seafood it's my one of my least favorite food categories word i'm sorry we both gave you a seafood dish. <laughs> <laughs> all i can say is it just it probably tastes like of uh, the fish sticks from the back of the freezer that you forgot about that have been there for maybe a little too long <laughs> frostbite freezer burn yeah and then oh, the, ma- the magic beans i think those are probably pretty good i think each color is a different profile so you've got like yes sour sweet uh spicy heck and- yeah yeah, whatever one of the other ones is savory. I think we came <laughs> to the same conclusion on those, actually. I think we did, too. If not those, we did about the frogs in that same episode. Mm. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, I would love to just like pop these little peas out and just like 
chow down on those. I bet those would be pretty good. <laughs> I bet so too. And we're gonna end with a, a nice dessert. It's gonna be uh monster rice balls from Breath of the Wild. Now that you're the world's number one Breath of the Wild fan. Uh, okay, here's the, here's let me let me reveal something about myself in Breath of the Wild. I almost never cooked any food. Uh, <laughs> mm, really? Yeah. Okay. Especially like recipes like this. Like I would just like cook a bunch of meat if I needed to recover a lot of health. I'd be like, well, if I just throw five steaks in, that'll be like 10 hearts or whatever. That's fine. That's all I need. Okay. So you, you cook like a shonen protagonist. <laughs> that, that's fair. So just to give you uh, an idea of the ingredients, since you probably never cooked this, it's Hylian rice, okay. rock salt, and monster extract. The extract. So you know it's got that malice in there. Yeah. Mm. That would just be, it's like white sticky rice. Yeah. Full of cilantro. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now, Chris, I wanted to point out your dessert, or um, I should say your desert, <laughs> as you have listed here in your notes. Did I? Oh, oops. <laughs> you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> it, it's hard to think that monster extract tastes like anything other than monster energy, right? Because that's two. It's a one-to-one well, monster naming. energy has so many different flavors, though. Mm. Yeah, but just you, the generic green one. <laughs> they kind of have like an undercurrent, though, don't they? That they all kind of share, which is just kind of like poison i think i could count the monster energies i've drank on one hand in my life so <laughs> i think i could on two fingers but if there's a purple one that's probably the one that they're using for these rice balls yeah in any case <sighs> i hope that you feel satiated <laughs> josh with this very yeah. odd buffet that we've laid out before now that you. my belly is full yeah let's jump right into this episode let's do it yeah we'll work it off in the forest temple i got a recap for us last episode of hello hyrule we fucked up we slotted the three <laughs> spiritual stones in the Temple of Time and made a go at the Master Sword, but Ganondorf was two steps ahead of us and one step behind us, sneaking into the Temple of Time and stealing the Triforce right from under our own nose. We woke up seven years in the future, and Raru, the sage in the Temple of Light, uh, tells us the tale of the Master Sword and the, the Hero of Time before sending us out to awaken the other sages in an effort to seal Ganondorf once and for all. Then we got back to the Temple of Time in the future, and Sheik told us all the places we need to now go to find the sages, and nudged us in the direction of the Forest Temple to meet an old friend. <laughs> 20 minutes later, the Forest Temple! Yeah. Forest Temple! <laughs> Holy cow. All right, Josh, we're here. And I got to say, at this point, when people are listening to this, we would have talked to Jake about Kakariko Village and now you about Forest Temple. I think the Morphin Grid guys got my two favorite locations (laughs) in Ocarina of Time. Not to play my cards early, because we do have an award show at the end of this. Yeah, I feel like I requested this one late because you asked me when you were still planning the season out if there was any episodes I wanted to be on. And I was like... No, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I have any right. kind of like real attachment to any one particular place that I would want to talk about. And then I was playing through the game and I got to the Forest Temple and I want to talk about some stuff in here too. That's part of the reason I asked to be on this one. 
and this was after playing Skyward Sword, so it put a lot of new thoughts in my head, and then the music was hitting, and I was just like, oh, I need to talk about this place specifically very much. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot here. It is a unique experience. Do you want yeah. to talk? We, you mentioned the music. Do we want to talk about that music? I don't even know how to describe it. It's definitely the standout dungeon theme from this game, I think. Spirit Temple could give it a run. Yeah, there are really only a couple of really good dungeon themes. Because I can remember the Spirit Temple. Uh, you can kind of hum along to this one, but like... Can you? Just, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. But that sounds like you're kind of losing your mind, though. That's not really well, yeah, a song. That's it's a song. It's, it's notes in a time. There, I'll tell you something. Like, Stone Tower Temple and Majora's Mask is one that I can conjure on any day of the week. Forest Temple, you'd have to... Maybe if you paid me, I'd be able to focus enough to actually pull that up. Yeah. But, like, that's it. No, I've never, yeah. I will always remember. At least that part of it. Like, I don't know the in-between... Like, I know the chorus, but not the verses. You know what I mean? But, like, I can't, uh-huh. I cannot even tell you at all what the Fire Temple song sounds like. Me neither. Uh, it depends <laughs> on either which game you're playing, because they, they changed it from 3DS. Right. Okay, it's that one. Did now they? I know. Yeah, copyright issues. Oh. Are, are th- is that the one with chanting that they had to get rid of? Well, they, they yeah, fixed yeah. that in the first, like, of. revision of the N64 release. They t- right, right, right. They changed oh, the chant. Yeah, they changed that, and the Mirror Shield had, like... The crescent moon, right. and they changed. They changed that. Yeah, that was the same thing for the Gerudo symbol too. It was supposed to be. It was. It was like an Islamic symbol the first time. Right. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go well. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned that sort of airy vocal melody, but there's also sort of like this percussion thing that almost to me sounds like jingling bones. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because we're in the forest temple and the forest temple, I mean, we talked about it a few episodes ago. It's at the other end of the the lost woods and the sacred meadow forest sacred forest meadow uh-huh so there's a lot of stalfos <laughs> yeah that's true it's just the series of stalfos <laughs> banging on their their rib cages yeah this is a haunted house it's it's like in the new mario <laughs> games where the enemies are all playing the music that you're listening to except right. in stalfos and <laughs> the music is haunted the new mario games are wild because the koopas like dance <laughs> in time yeah. to the music. So what, they will stop attacking like just yeah. be like hit me now it's <laughs> i'm wide open <laughs> You make a great point, Josh, that this is just legit, just a haunted house. Because yeah. once you get in here, there are some more dungeony, temple-y kind of things. But for the most part, this is just like a big mansion. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Kinda? Is it, Kinda? Is it not like a big temple that maybe was it... uh, sealed in the distant past? Uh- Hmm. Uh, okay. Do okay. we want to do we want to go through the dungeon and then get into <laughs> Buckwild theories at the end, or do we want to front load these? Well, I'll tell you one thing for free. This is not because apparent. I had to. I looked a little bit of this up. If there are other forest temples in the franchise, and there's a lot of forest temples, yeah. it turns out. Oh yeah. There's ones that are straight up called the Forest Temple, which I guarantee are not the same place. No. But there's one, like one of the wikis pointed me towards Skyward Sword. I was like, no, there's definitely not a forest temple there. But there is a forest temple area, which is like the place outside of Skyview. And I'm like, that doesn't count at all. (laughs) But if the sealed, if the sacred forest meadow is the filled in ruins of the sealed grounds... Oh yeah, then that would, and this is like a this is like a man like the whole aesthetic in here except except for the weird block room is like a man like a big mansion. 
But that first room, and I, I'm, if you don't want me to front load this, we could, I can wait. <laughs> nah, you know what? Let's get into it. Outback Steakhouse rules, man. Technically the second room, because the first room is the one with the tree and the key, and you go in. And then when you go in, there's the big open room with a straight back. There's another room behind it. And then to each side are hallways. Yeah. Which is a similar layout. You, to you're the, saying this is the sealed ground. Yeah. And this big this big <laughs> center chamber, this is where uh, Impa hangs out. That back room is okay. where Zelda was sealed. And then the two side rooms are like where the Tree of Life was uh-huh. growing. And then there's the other side room on the other side that was something. And the basement of the Forest Temple is actually what what, what was the final temple of Skyward Sword? <laughs> Uh, Sky Keep, Sky Keep, Sky yeah. Keep. There's a there's a chunk of Sky Keep down there, and they decided to turn it into a little <laughs> circus room of some kind, where you spin up, you spin the walls around. I kind of like that. Like there are things about the interior that I like about that. Yeah, because it's adjacent to the the, the Kokiri Forest, which could be the Farren Woods, because we're like thousands of years mm-hmm. in the future now. Mm-hmm. Different graphical representations don't like exactly mean that it's different in the world, you know. <laughs> right that's an interesting point this is an interesting point definitely like it's a miss in the middle of the woods that would make sense possibly the tree of life got a little bit out of hand and became you know it's at the back of the lost woods because it's where the triforce was kept and that's a defense mechanism <laughs> ah now hang on because i think we've we've already found out over previous seasons that the lost woods definitely moves like a like it's a sentient forest that moves around the place yeah yeah I'm almost certain that the area of the sealed temple is just where Hyrule Castle is now because Skykeep had a a rift into the sacred realm and you find a similar thing in Hyrule Castle in Minish Cap. Right. Yes, you did mention that. And then that same spot from Minish Cap is here in Ocarina of Time and it's decorated with Triforce <laughs> symbology despite just being a wall. Since we're on the subject of kind of wild theories about what the nature of this place is, what if we're, we're correlating these back to games past what if and this is thank you kex in the discord lore master kex uh what if forest temple is actually hyrule castle from the minish cat see that's what i was it, it looks like a mansion because what is a castle besides like a big house right oh so i was thinking because the sky keep comes down with the big goddess statue which is gone because again it's been thousands of years and the triforce has been moved back into the sacred realm behind the temple of time yeah. now so like I don't know. I don't know what happened to the big goddess statue. I don't have a. <laughs> I don't have a theory for that. <laughs> they threw it over to the forgotten place in uh, Breath of the Wild. But at the end of Skyward Sword, they're talking about starting the new kingdom, and what better place to build your castle than the the sealed grounds on out of that temple? And so you just like expand yes. on and build up the temple, and then when that falls into ruin, it becomes this. Oh, so my theory evolves into your kind theory. of yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> That's interesting, actually, because Hyrule Castle gets wrecked a lot of the time. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's entirely possible they would just switch up where they build it, build the next yeah. one. Right. Or it's like we added this one started getting ghosts and we need to find a new place. <laughs> <laughs> it's all ghosted up. <laughs> all right. Just to give a little more detail to Kex's theory and to uh, 
it being the Minish Cap Hyrule Castle. Uh, the Minish Cap Hyrule Castle was directly next to a haunted forest that functioned identical to the Lost Woods, right? We know that there was that that haunted forest outside. Was it? I think it was just Royal Valley, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Royal Valley, exactly. But it was a haunted forest that had a Lost Woods section, right? So, Oh, interesting point. Okay, and also the Hyrule Castle Gardens out front had a bunch of hedge mazes growing. Um, so... Basically, the hedge mazes could have grown out to form the hedges that we see in the Sacred Forest Meadow. The Royal Valley Forest or the Royal, you know, the place where the Royal Crypt is could have become the Lost Woods. Hmm. And those would have encompassed the ruins uh, of what was Hyrule Castle and may have now become the Forest Temple. Holy smokes. Okay. Also, the woods in the Minish Cap are haunted and the Lost Woods in Ocarina not only turn travelers... Uh, to Stalfos, but the Forest Temple has by far the most undead enemies of the three elemental temples, and possibly more than even the Spirit Temple itself in this game. Oh, that's a very good point. Yes. <laughs> and Kex. <laughs> and the final boss arena in here, there's a giant Triforce logo mm-hmm. in there. So it kind of indicates, like, why, why is there a Triforce room in here? Oh, in, in the gallery? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Aren't there multiple smaller Triforces around the border of that? There are. Room? Yeah. Good, good, uh, good eye. Oh, well, here the thing about that is the player's guide I had, which was not 100% correct, but said if you stand on one of the Triforces when he does his, like, big blast it won't hit you <laughs> what really i read that on zelda dungeon and it kind of always works for me does it i think i feel like i got hit when i was standing on one before but maybe i, mi- I might have gotten lucky all right so huh. the forest temple is definitely one of those three things we said so keep that in mind <laughs> as we now take a trip through the forest temple i think i thought of something else that might actually help confirm your theory josh let's yes. go we got yes. it okay further <laughs> let's talk about enemies uh, we got big deku babas we've talked about him yeah and regular Deku Babas. And regular Deku Babas. We got Octoroks. We got Big Skull Chillas. We got Blue Bull. We got... Have we talked about Bubbles? Is this the only place they're in this game? Well, this and Ganon's castle. It might be the first one that has Bubbles. I'm trying to remember if we hit one earlier. Are there Bubbles yeah. in the Water uh, Temple? I feel like I remember Bubbles in the Water Temple. Not sure. I know there's Fire ones in the Fire Temple. Well, these are one pair of the two sets of new enemies in this so let's talk about them for a second we've talked briefly about how bubbles started off as the only flaming skull enemy in the franchise but then suddenly capcom with minish cap was like oh yeah no uh that's actually because (laughs) there's actually wisps which are different right right uh but this is the the first time bubbles were introduced as a 3d enemy where it's just a floating bouncing skull yeah but there's something about the mist around the Bubbles? Is it mist or is it fire? I think it's like a fire. Well, here's the thing. Are there any other undead enemies that we've talked about in the episodes up to this point? Uh, we've talked about Pose. We have talked about Pose, haven't we? Are there any similarities visually between Pose and Bubbles? Mm. Kind of that kind of that colorful gas, po- huh? That's smoke or fire or whatever oh, that is. You mean in their in their candles? No, no, no. What I mean is that fire around them. When you when you defeat a Poe, it turns into this. Oh, stuff. the Poe soul. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that a bubble is a more freshly deceased uh, creature that maybe like kind of devolves or deteriorates into a Poe? I think I can help you out with that, Chris. A because uh, I play a lot of D&D. Okay, so perfect. This is kind of where my brain is coming from here. 
Poe's are undead in the sense that they didn't fully die, right? Their soul is kind of lingering to something. Okay. Meanwhile, Bubbles are undead in the sense that they were brought back and raised from full death. Oh. So they come back the other They're way. They're reincarnated. What creature was this? <laughs> it's a wing, it's a bat-winged skull <laughs> covered in fire. It would be easy to say a keese if its head wasn't so big. It's just a it's a Stalfos head. It's exactly a Stalfos head with It's with, exactly a Stalfos head. With bat wing in the art it's like fleshy bat wings, but in the game they're bones. They're almost like comically tiny in the game. Gotta <laughs> cut these little wings. <laughs> I'm really self-conscious about them. So Bubbles, I'm getting I'm getting here that Bubbles are like the junk drawer of the Malice monsters. Like this is what they had left over for the time being. Yeah, yeah. This is like, okay, we want to put Keese in this dungeon, but the dungeon's haunted, so we gotta make them bubbles. <laughs> yeah. So blue bubbles, I think you can hit them whenever you want, if I recall correctly that would like put their flame out and then you have to actually smash the skull after the flame is out there's others in this same dungeon which are green bubbles which fly in a more specific pattern and their green flame makes them completely invincible until it just periodically goes out (laughs) then you hit them during that window i hate being patient or deku nut those boys Deku, not those boys. <laughs> hey, it's worth a shot. It hits basically everything in this game. I'm pretty sure it just it stuns them, and you can just hit them or like shoot them with a with an arrow. Josh, did you always know that Deku nuts are like secretly the most powerful weapon in Ocarina of Time? No. As soon as I got a fourth <laughs> item, I swapped them off my C button and never looked back. I, until right. hearing you guys talk about how overpowered they are, I've never even thought to yeah. use a Deku nut for anything. They're a super weapon. It's crazy. It's totally wild. <sighs> All right. Other than the bubbles, we got gold skulltulas, we got octoroks, we got skulltulas, we got skullwaltulas. Skullwaltulas, which is terribly named, I have to say, every time they show up. (laughs) Really bad name. Uh, We got Stalfos, which I'm pretty sure we talked about previously, right? Uh, Stalfos? I don't think we've actually encountered any till now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because those are like, they're treated like a mini boss in this particular place. Then after this dungeon, they're treated more like a regular enemy. You're right. Do you fight Astalfos as young Link in the spirit temple, maybe? Oh, wait a minute. Later in the spirit temple, you might. Yeah. Yeah, there's one. There's one that's like nearby a pit. And I remember specifically because in the randomizer, I was not equipped to fight it at that point. (laughs) So I had to get lucky and push it off the edge. That happens a lot in the shadow temple, too, where you just are on this like tiny platform circling it. And it just walks off. <laughs> They're helpful in that way. Yeah, Stalfos are pretty cool in this game. I mean, we I don't think up to this point we've dealt with many enemies that shield themselves quite in the way that these guys do. I mean, these guys are kind of using your moveset back against you, which is... A little yeah. bit, yeah. Nice to see now that we're big boys. <laughs> Did you say, so you got wall masters, floor masters. Which those are new. I think, no, we've definitely encountered those in this, at least wall masters at this point. Have we? I don't think we have. Actually, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think we oh, have. man. <laughs> this, is the, this is the pitfall of being on our fourth game now. <laughs> yeah. Because like there's going to be stuff we've seen a bunch of times. This is uh, going to become unmanageable for I think us. The only place where it would have made any sense is in like maybe the Deku tree, but I know they're not in there. Dodongo's cavern. Not. but there's definitely not no. in there it would not make sense for them to be in jabu jabu no can you imagine one of these bad boys in jabu jabu the absolute implications of it that he ate a large human yeah we've all played through the opening tears of the kingdom right all right you're about to say something that i've said in a bunch of bonus episodes josh and are what's the, going on are floor masters and wall masters zonai hands yes right <laughs> 
<laughs> they're helpful. They're trying to get you out of danger. Get out of this dungeon. Uh-oh. This might be a really good theory. <laughs> they even look kind of, because they got like the weird nails and like the weird yes. texture on the skin. They're weirdly ribbed in some games. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I do have a couple of questions about Wall Masters, though, that are not theory based. Yeah, let's talk about these freaks in this game for a second. <laughs> well, actually, I guess the first one's not a question, but like I noticed in the 3DS version, they actually have a silhouette when they're coming down above you and it's not just a circle of darkness. Oh, really? And boys, I gotta say, seeing like an actual like hand <laughs> shape getting larger over you is terrifying. I need an HD version of the 3D version of this game. Oh, that would be that fantastic. Would be cool. oh, so Even if it good. was just, just upscale it and put it on the Switch, figure out the touch screen and like map it to the right stick. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> feed it to me like grapes. So are you saying the floor masters then are the ones that you attack and they break up into many little right. enemies yeah okay they've got the floor covered absolutely that's their whole thing that makes sense i'm just they may yeah. have named them backwards the n64 era nintendo was kind of all over the place <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it really neither is really a wall master yeah one one's got the floor covered especially if you break them to a million pieces the roof master doesn't have the same ring to it ceiling master <laughs> not quite really so the the behavior of the floor masters in this game is completely unique to this right like them breaking up into tiny hands which is just the worst type of monstrosity and then trying <laughs> to get back together and becoming a big hand again yeah and you have to kill all of them if you leave even one that one will just grow back into the full size yeah yeah i think that's eventually it'll grow back but i think there's also a thing where the small one will latch onto you and sap your health to grow big oh it might be will that happen i think they I, or is that just majora's mm, mask i don't i don't know if i played enough majora's mask to encounter a floor master Mm, that'll yeah. be the next time we have you on uh hello hyrule <laughs> is you'll suddenly kind of like majora's mask as much as i came around on breath of the wild the opposite happened when i tried to play majora's mask so <laughs> fair enough yeah fair. it's not for everybody <laughs> yeah it's just the truth last thing about wall masters i wanted to bring up the ones that appear from the, the ceiling chris is uh that when you walk into a room where a wall master is navi will say hey keep an eye out for shadows on the floor mm -hmm. yep and i have to wonder why does navi know like there before any shadows even appear before you hear the sound before anything navi just knows <laughs> there's wall masters here well Companion's always the walking like encyclopedia on enemies <laughs> we're not fully out of the tutorial stage of the game right this is this is the adult tutorial dungeon mm. I kind of feel like the whole child section, the first three dungeons are tutorial, and this is big boy pants time. I, I agree. I do think this is the like, okay, training wheels are off, you go. Any room from here up until the Shadow Temple where wall masters are still appearing, Navi will still warn you that they're in the room. Okay. I got, I got two things. I got one lore-based idea, maybe. Let's go. Okay. And, the, and the other one is... Miyamoto got grabbed by a floor master and was like, hey, you need to tell people this is in here. <laughs> but the lore-based one is that Navi is a fairy spirit from the forest, so she may just be familiar with the temple and, the, oh. and what resides within it. Right. She has a catalogical knowledge of all the spooky things living in the forest. Yeah, yeah and those guys are her, her next door neighbors. You know, you know okay. all the fairies that aren't assigned to Kokiri are just like, 
I mean, they're probably in the fairy fountain. Never, but those are all the pink ones. They have different rules, I think. No, no, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so Navi's just like chilling in the woods, just like flying in and out of the temple, checking it out, just going wherever she wants. Uh-huh. Until she gets called by the Deku tree. It's like, hey, I have a boy for you. <laughs> yes, finally. I, you, I have someone who needs your particular set of <laughs> skills. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the other fairies in Kokiri Forest don't really know anything. They're just like, you should go to the store today. <laughs> hey, do you think about sitting on the store roof? I think that would be a pretty chill day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for seven years straight. <laughs> They're stuck in a loop. They're stuck in a loop. Uh, They're stuck in a loop. I'm... So glad you guys talked about that because whenever I go back through Kokiri Forest as an adult, I don't check to see how everyone's doing. I just assumed they were all gone. Oh, really? Oh. And that the whole and that the whole place was just taken over by monsters. I never checked like the shop. Mm-hmm. There's none of them out like near the entrance, and I never went in really to the forest. Right. You talked about your trajectory with games like Breath of the Wild, right? And, like. For, for me, I was kind of like, I always liked Ocarina, but I never loved it because I didn't play it as as a kid. I didn't love yeah. it the way a lot of people who played it at a younger age do. And I think playing it for Hello Hyrule, because I had to f- slow down and force myself to actually see the way that they handled little details like that. Because I, like, I would never go into the huts uh, <laughs> in the future of Kokiri Fart. Like, why waste time? No. Yeah. But like they did, they, they handled those things and they have unique dialogue yeah, this, and all that. And like <laughs> this whole time, I was just like, oh, Mi- Mito is the last standing Kokiri guarding the <laughs> uh, sacred forest meadow from anything that he could stop getting through. Yeah. Which is not a lot because those moblins are a lot bigger than he is. <laughs> Ooh, they could step on that twerp. Yeah. Maybe pick up a weapon, Mito, huh? Like anything? He's doing he, his best. Well, we just. <laughs> I don't know. We just took the Kokiri sword to the sacred realm. So what's he supposed to do? <laughs> he can buy a shield like everyone else. That That's true. Or just like... He's still got Deku nuts. Yeah. If, and Deku sticks, which are as powerful <laughs> as the master sword. Yeah, he just got to jump, right? He's fine. Mito could definitely just school those monsters if he like put the work in. <laughs> All right, guys. Do you have anything else you want to say about any of the enemies? Or should we start d- talking about some of these rooms? You mentioned Wolfos, right? Which are at the entrance? I didn't. There are Wolfos here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just at the, the entrance of the place. Because apparently whoever was in charge of this place liked to use Wolfos as, you know, guardians of the forest temple. Yeah. Uh, not important. <laughs> use them as guardians of the sealed grounds. It's okay. You could say it. Right. Of Hyrule Castle. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe. We'll see. Give it a few minutes. We'll get there. Uh, but the main thing I wanted to mention about this entrance is that it starts as the outside, uh, you know, of this kind of mansion-y kind of area. And the only reason I'm stick with that was because, you know, the, like red carpets all over the place. It's a lot more homey than it is like stronghold, you yeah. know? You have these delightful, like, stained glass bistro doors that I love so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the main thing I wanted to mention about this room is that, at least in the 3DS version, there is a camera shot that shows you the whole area, including a couple of trees and, like, vines on the walls. The very first thing you got to do is climb up vines off to the side and open a chest on the far side of that room. That camera shot is not in the N64 version, and I think that's something they added to, to guide you into being like, you need to go up here. Yeah. Right. Because before you would walk in, you'd fight the wolfos, there's a locked door, and you're yep. just like, what do I do? Okay. <laughs> that's the thing, too. And a big reason that I think about this particular chest is because in my randomizer file y'all <laughs> there was a key that i needed later in the dungeon <laughs> okay 
<laughs> I had one earlier that got me into the place and didn't realize there was a whole chest that I did not get yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The randomizer runs will make you just turn these games inside out. Josh, have you ever have you ever played a randomizer or do you have any interest in ever trying a randomizer? Um, I have tried a Link's Awakening randomizer. Ah, that makes nice. sense. I think it super far into it because i didn't have a lot of ways to deal damage uh and i ran out of bombs and was having a hard time getting more bombs <laughs> it was okay i don't i don't think randomizers are really for me yeah. sure but yeah that's reasonable more of a pokemon thing maybe i haven't tried a pokemon one i might that could be oh, fun, fun. A, a red and blue one i think would be good right but the farther in you mm -hmm. get and like the more legendaries get added that your rival could potentially have as a starter i feel like the, <laughs> the you get diminishing returns on how fun that becomes <laughs> that's fair that's a very good point so yeah the outside of this forest temple like pete mentioned a lot of vines to climb and trees to go up but i mean there's really not a whole lot else out here so do you guys want to just like jump on into the forest temple itself the only thing i want to say is that you said that stalfos were one of the first enemies that guard themselves but wolfos also shield themselves yeah you're right oh that's true that's a good point with their their big powerful claws yeah that you have to like counter when they swing at you and they spin around yeah I, I guess just this whole area kind of uh prepares you for that different type of combat you get now that you are an adult and, and you can have a sword and, and the Hylian shield uh, at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very mm -hmm. cool. Also, you could have the big Goron sword here, right? So you could just straight up have one chunky sword oh, deal damage. Can you get it this early? Can you just get the big Goron sword immediately? Yeah, because I because yep. we did the uh, trade quest oh, last man, episode. I gotta do that. Yeah, that's the first <laughs> thing you gotta do. Just break this game wide open. Because I I think I usually get that either right before I think after the Water Temple usually is when I run that quest. Mm -hmm. It does require a visit to. Uh, the ice cavern and also getting Epona across the bridge. You need to get Epona. Epona right. is usually the first. I, I leave Hyrule Castle Town as a grown up and run straight to the ranch. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Easy enough. And there are other ways to get the the blue flame. Is that that's what you need, right? I forget already. We did record yeah. this one calendar week. You ago. can but you can buy it from the potion shop. I think exactly. They're they're not cheap. They're like two hundred rupees. I think. But no, you're thinking of fish. That oh, is <laughs> for two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me look up how much it is. So you can you you can buy blue fire at the potion shop. Um, it's the second most useless item that he sells under the fish. <laughs> uh, and it the blue fire is three hundred rupees. Woof. Okay. So, well, I mean that one at least makes a little sense. Yeah. It is. A, it is like in the kayfabe a very rare thing. Yeah. Definitely. And you can only, I think you can only really find it in the ice cavern. Is there, there might be blue fire in. That's pretty much where it is in, in the natural. I think it's, it's in one temple somewhere because you need it yeah, for some other puzzle. It might be like the shadow temple or Ganon. Yeah. yeah. In any case, we push forward in the forest temple itself and something to notice. So, so like we're going through this first corridor. There's spiders, there's skull walchulas, wall skull chulas, whatever the heck. <laughs> wall walchulas. We're chulin'. And we notice uh, the door into the main hub. There's a painting above it. There's like a little symbol above it, right? Uh-huh. Did you guys catch this the first time you played the Forest Temple? That it it shows you the main path forward by putting these symbols above the doors for the critical path. Uh, oh, I did not. I just thought it was like set dressing. I didn't realize it was like a guide. If you, yeah. So that's, 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 I'm glad to hear that. Is that the medallion symbol i believe so it's like this swirly fan looking yeah, thing. And yeah if you just follow the doors with these symbols on it it'll mainly take you 
uh, to the next place you want to be. And if you go into doors that don't have this above it, it's more peripheral stuff. I feel like they could have made that a little more clear. Yeah, I mean, they straight up <laughs> never tell you it. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I found it online. Like, I'm not going to pretend I just smart-brained it or anything, but, mm -hmm. like... Someone, someone did have to tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, in one case... In some cases, like, okay, so on the 3DS version of the Water Temple, they actually updated it a little bit to make it easier to navigate. Yeah, I love that. Which I thought was mm -hmm. great. They did not do... As far as I'm aware, they did not do that for the Forest Temple, and I still get a little turned around on that. <laughs> which is reasonable. Just that, first, just that first room where it's, like, the key's up here. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, other than that, it's just, like here's a temple yeah. You, yeah you know what you love it it's the forest temple <laughs> you you either have beaten this temple a lot or this is where you have only ever made it to and you've you've always had to stop here yeah this is definitely <laughs> one of those temples so we, we we break through this door we break through we open this door like a normal human being <laughs> and we're treated to this, in. and we're treated to this interesting cutscene where we see four colorful pose like kind of dancing around these torches and disappearing. Uh -huh. Look at this big room, this big cathedral-like room. Yeah. It's wild this is in here, honestly. I, looking at this picture now, like I'm into the idea of this being the sealed grounds. I'm also into it being Hyrule Castle. Like just anything other than yeah. just a temple. Well, I mean, those two could be one and the same, uh, depending on the theory that you go by. Sure, sure. And I'm, and I'm starting to lean... Let's get a little, just a few more minutes in, because right here, we're introduced to the Poe sisters. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they all have their own individual names. They're named after characters from Little Women. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> I'm not sure why localization went <laughs> for that. Uh, and Nintendo localizers, man, they will just, <laughs> they'll go wild. Fun fact about Little Women, it's the last movie I saw in theaters ever. No. Ever. Uh, yeah, because after that was the 2020 pandemic. And since Wait. then, I haven't really had a ton of desire to go to the movies. Like, so much stuff wait, is wait. just streaming. I just watched Survivor. You guys know me. I just watched Survivor wait, over and wait, over wait, again. Wait, 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 wait. So you haven't seen Mario? I haven't. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. I'll see it's it. Okay. I'll see it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, okay. So I don't know what they're actually named in other countries. I couldn't find notes on that, uh, like, you know, offhand. But I do find it interesting that these four are supposed to be sisters. Later on, the purple yeah. one does mention that because she's the last one and she'll be sad that all her sisters are basically destroyed by you. Yep. I find it infinitely interesting that Pose can have sisters unless they're not being literal. You know what I mean? If, if Pose are ghosts in the sense that like we understand uh -huh. them, then they could have been sisters that died mm -hmm. and so they're this is all just their ghosts but i don't know i don't know that pose were formerly living hylians or anything there is one hylian who dies during the course of this game who be exhibits very poe-like qualities in the afterlife you're talking about the salesman i'm talking about dompe <laughs> but i don't i don't know because dompe he has like a halo he has a halo but I mean, he could have just just be appearances <laughs> Like he f he floats away from you in a similar fashion to a big po. He makes the same laughing sound as a big po. He drops like the flames out of his lantern like a big po. Dude's a big po. He does have the lantern. So he's just more recently deceased, so he hasn't yeah. devolved into like the shadow ghost. Yeah, he's becoming a po. So it's possible that they are actually sisters, and that's awesome if that's true because there's story there that we're never gonna get, and it's mysterious. <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
Tears of the Kingdom 2 needs needs some kind of hook. (laughs) That's true. Good point. Uh, But what if they're not sisters, but they just call each other sisters and they're actually the same person? Why? May I? May I, Chris, recall a theory I had. They're not magmas, right? (laughs) No. During our Minish Cap season about uh, a man named Swiftblade. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> okay take a moment and look at the poe sisters the four poe sisters and their very specific color scheme okay okay colors are like <laughs> names though yes i see what you're saying you think that they uh you think that they like found a four-person cloner and like it led to their death <laughs> i think possibly because like remember before like swift blade potentially split into nine different parts and one died right that, that's one of the options of that whole ex- explanation of that dude i mean no one oh, of them's a man. ghost like it's 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 in there wait this is the color of a split link on a four sword yeah yeah <laughs> So uh, use use some split em ups magic, whether it came from a four sword or not, and split into four different identical, almost identical people, and you know just carried on from there in the afterlife. Okay. Well, they do go out of their way to model them differently, but that could just be clothes, yeah. mm-hmm. hats specifically. The yeah. reason I bring it up, though, this very berserk theory is that what if. This forest temple is the Hyrule Castle from Minish Cap. We know at the very least that like in this area and and in this castle, there were split pads lying around. So I think what what Pete's alluding to, I think, is that when you use those uh, clone pads, there's there's some element of it breaking your brain a little bit. Right. So by sisters, Mm. it could be kind of splits your personality. Sisters in quotes. This could be a multiple personalities of one. One thing could be Swiftblade refers to all the other blades as his brothers, but I don't buy that. Right. Well, there's yeah, there's no reason to really buy anything. Any of those uh, absolute creeps are, are. are dealing you um okay i kind of like that i do kind of like that uh i have some fun facts about so you wanted to know some names stuff for the sisters oh uh yeah. let's go through the easy two first uh joel is ju in, in japanese and heti in german beth is neti in german uh but the interesting two uh that i that i'm seeing here are amy which is amy uh, in Japanese and Eti in German and Meg, okay. which is Megu and Betty uh, in Japanese and German, respectively. So, but so it's Hetty, Neti, Betty, and Meg, <laughs> and 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 Eti and Eti. So it's uh, it's Ruby, Remy, Rody, and Romy. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> but but the interesting fact that I found while scouring these wiki pages quickly while you were talking about the Swift Blades is that Meg and Amy appear in another game. Do you remember this? Cuz I think you what? I think you're quite fond of this video game, bud. Huh? Amy and Meg are in the Oracle games. They're ghosts and they're sisters in the Oracle games. Oh, I forgot there was Poe sisters in that. Yeah. I really need to replay those. I need to play those. Which one does it say? Uh Seasons. Seasons. I don't wow. re- I don't okay. remember them. I, I got to go through that again. <laughs> right on. So, hey, guess what? Even more questions for Pete to obsess over the next few years. No problem. 
Not a problem at all. Is Meg the fourth one? The purple one? Yeah, Meg is the last one crying in the hub, yeah. Okay, I would buy that that one survives the encounter and goes on to, you know, with the other straggler sister to be a mini boss or something. Or maybe she just clones herself again. That's Amy too, but they only call her Amy. Oh no! <laughs> Which one is Amy? Amy is the green. That's the only one? Okay, so the, the two that die for real... <laughs> Are the are the two that are just in the paintings in those hallways? Because the green one, you have to solve that like sliding puzzle. I believe so. The block yeah. puzzle. Mm-hmm. I think that's the green one. Yes, a- Amy's puzzle room. Yes. Yeah, and then the purple one is the one in the main hub that like splits into the circle, mm-hmm. and you have to like shoot her out of the right. lineup. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. That's the one that's uh, is incredibly sad that all of her sisters are dead, and then immediately begins a encounter. In which she like laughs and giggles and twirls and circles and around you and, and starts cloning herself. Yeah. Oh, oh. She makes what five copies? Is there six in the circle? Oh no, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is good. Okay, we gotta start talking about rooms. <laughs> I mean, how many memorable rooms are there in the Forest Temple? Really? At least uh, there's the, three to five to six. There's the exterior <laughs> gardens, which are linked by an underground tunnel. Love that. Uh, sewer system. Love that for them. That might be one it's room. Like a, it's a well. It's not well, a... on one side, it's a well. On the other side, it's like a, a little bird fountain or something. Okay, let's yeah. talk about the... Let's let's actually go through these if we're going to run through them, right? The courtyard is kind of a cool... I, it's cool to have a dungeon where we're going kind of in and out, right? Like, that's the first time this is happening mm-hmm. in yeah. any of these oh, games. I, I have said on the record that I love a dungeon that, that takes you outside. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Especially, like, again, because because we know that this is Hyrule Castle, right? This happens in, in the Hyrule castle when we when we breach hyrule castle as a kid you're going through those mm-hmm. exterior gardens this is just that version of it and there's a lot of like fun hookshot opportunities out here there's like a little moat some some cute little bridges a lot of this is like verticality there's a lot of going yeah. up this is uh, surprisingly a a vertical dungeon in a lot of places yeah 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 very layered yeah there's especially i mean that that one huge vertical room which I yeah. think personally is the worst room in the entire dungeon. I don't think like the puzzle in it is bad. I just don't know why they textured it so differently <laughs> from the rest of the dungeon. It does not look like it goes here. It's like you're backstage in the production that is this yeah. dungeon. <laughs> you're in the locker room of the forest temple. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So you're you're talking about the puzzle block room? Yeah, where you're dragging huge blocks around like different hallways and maneuvering like in these cramped corridors. Right. Which have arrows on the floor to direct you where they go. Where to bring the blocks? Yeah. Like this goes back to my my the thing I said a few episodes ago where like Komei and Kotake, whenever they like magically summon a puzzle into a dungeon, it has to have an end point. You know what I mean? Like, they can't just put you in a room full of spikes. The magic doesn't work that way. No. They do try that in um, Shadow Temple. <laughs> hey. But my real problem, which, by the way, there's one other detail in this room that I don't understand. There's, like, a couple points. There's a couple points where there is, like, this red velvet partition, like you're in a movie theater or something. Or a bank. <laughs> or a bank uh, uh, that is like blocking off different parts. I don't know why that is, but not important. The thing that really annoys me about this huge room is that on the bottom floor and the top floor, there are bubbles. Right. And no matter, like, if you're anywhere in this room, you're going to hear bubbles rattling around, making a ton of noise, no matter where. They don't know you're there. They don't know. They're just you bouncing hear, around. You can hear bubbles from so far away. <laughs> 
<laughs> you walk in a room and it's like ar, 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 ar. they they didn't have spatial audio on the N64. They were just happy to be able to put sounds on those bad boys. If a noise happens anywhere, you hear it. You can hear that stuff across Hyrule Field. That's so annoying. I don't like bubbles. Yeah, me neither. And then what what other rooms like are memorable in this place? Uh, the twisted hallways. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, true. Good point. Okay, so we'll talk about the twisted hallways for a second. This stuff's wild as heck. You enter these hallways and it's like that scene in inception where they're like walking around the walls and everything it's so cool <laughs> the hallway's just twisting in front of you and link just kind of yeah. goes with it gravity sort of bends with him it's almost literally a theme park haunted house in some places and this is just like that uh that like spinning corridor at the end where you're just like mm-hmm. in a hamster wheel basically that's spinning around you're just really disoriented on your way out of the haunted house i can't think of anything else on the n64 that's that does stuff like this was this stuff happening in mario 64 the only thing i can think that they did to pull this off is because when you shoot the eye switch to change it from twisted to straight or otherwise you get the cut scene which Mm -hmm. might be them like loading a new reloading the map oh switched around right definitely i think that might be what it is too yeah to this day though like when you're walking through a corkscrewed hallway like the the room actually does move as you're doing that you know what i mean like Like the perspective changes yeah i don't know how they pulled that off yeah it's like link is stationary and the temple is spinning around him yeah yeah it's great this is like (laughs) we don't rank the rooms in dungeons we just kind of rank dungeons but like this would be like a top three room in any dungeon in this game (laughs) yeah this is my favorite dungeon gimmick i think in this game it's so like you only Mm -hmm. use it like twice on your way twice. through there's only two of them that do this yeah but like mm-hmm. it's just it's always been so cool to me that it's like this twisted room it, you go through it and you come out like wherever the floor comes out if you straighten that hallway it straightens the room behind it and you come out in yeah. a different area and you can traverse that room in a different way it's so cool that is amazing God, it's so cool yeah so at the end of the twisty hallway there's this weird angled room where we see like the boss key chest on the wall to our right on like on the ceiling i think they've said this is mc escher inspired oh like by design yeah i would believe that yeah completely these these endpoint rooms that are seem to be like chiseled from a solid block of marble well yeah Yeah. because the the temple was just surrounded by like rocks so they just had to yeah carve new rooms into it so you're essentially just jumping around the side of a room until you straighten it out by hitting a nice switch at a later point like you mentioned uh and right. and this is the room where wall masters will come down and grab you and bring you back yeah. to the start of the temple because they want to help you listen gang we all we all love the zelda uh video game <laughs> franchise why are zelda games not as psychedelic as ocarina of time was like between jabu jabu <laughs> hey. and like now this this is crazy because like the holes are just like a psychedelic drug trip yeah horrible (laughs) and then you're going through its throat and like laser (laughs) floating stingrays are coming at you it's just like what is happening in that first room you look back and there's just his teeth teeth. you have to shoot his uvula Mm -hmm. to open the first door (laughs) it's the wildest stuff right and and like forest (laughs) temple is super tame in comparison but it's still these like super creative visual ideas yeah Mm -hmm. in retrospect i'm kind of amazed that there's more stuff in dungeons like this in ocarina than there are in majora's mask majora's mask yeah majora's mask you get the stone tower temple that's amazing but the the three before that it's like this one's cold (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's... where i stopped i'm I'm in i just went into the snow one right snowhead or whatever and i yeah and i looked at it and i was like uh (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to uh, back to the Farce Temple, though. Uh, something you glossed over pretty quick, Pete. After the outside courtyard stuff, you hit a switch and you Ooh. drain the well in this dungeon. Yes. It's this big red floor switch that you step on that has the Gerudo symbol. Yeah. Because, Wait, of course, it does. What? I Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Gerudo puzzle magic. Uh, we talked about this. Look, you're not wrong. <laughs> It is definitely the Gerudo symbol, especially like yeah. now they've like leaned all the way into it. Mm -hmm. Josh, that's just the texture they reused a lot. Yeah, though. yeah. Josh they just kept reusing the texture. <laughs> Never, Josh. I don't. Never, I don't Josh. get many opportunities to have someone to have a guest on that's primarily developer brain focused. <laughs> This is just like they ran out of memory and they needed to reuse yeah, some texture. Right? It is the same exact image file that's on all the blocks. They uh -huh. just resized it and plopped it on a switch. Gamey wamey. For real, is it like such a stretch though to think that Twin Rova, like the mastermind of all this stuff, like has been like creating puzzles and such in places? I don't think so. I would love that. I would love Twin Rova to have a lot more narrative um, importance than they do than they do yeah i would love twin well, rover to always be the big bad above ganondorf like even in the bigger scheme yes. yeah i totally do Super love that cool. about twin rover now here's the funny thing that's not even what i wanted to talk about with this big red button uh up on a balcony on alone by itself <laughs> with no doors <laughs> yeah no totally it's we like what is the purpose of that room okay anyway go right. on. <laughs> even more even more what's the purpose because if you step on it it go it gets stuck down and the water level recedes in the well, revealing like a sewer system that you can walk in between the two courtyards. Uh -huh. But but if you step on it again, the button raises back up, and so does the water. You got to put something <laughs> on it, right? I, I'm wondering if this if this was an accident, if it wasn't supposed to be this way. Because why would you been... want the water to go back up? I can't think of any reason why you would need it to be there why would you step on a pushed button and it becomes it's, unpushed it's probably just like a flag they forgot to yeah. to set of like this Gotta switch be. yeah this switch has been stepped on so just like check that box but greza would that, have cleaned that up if the box doesn't check every time you hit that like hit box it'll just activate the switch again yeah instead of an on off it become it becomes a toggle it makes yeah. me so happy to hear someone thinking like this on hello <laughs> Hyrule. That, hey that is all a pokemon game is Switches. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> Similarly, yeah. This this nook for for this switch. It's like I'm doing construction on my home right now. Like we're putting a bathroom in our basement, and it's like oh. an exorbitant amount of money for like that very functional thing. Yeah. The idea that someone was like, yeah, you know what? Just uh, put a room up there, and we're gonna put a switch in it. Is like stressful for me on a basic human level. In this economy, when a fish costs two hundred rupees, you want me to put a switch up there for no reason? Exactly. <laughs> Just put an eye switch on the wall. Why do you need a whole platform? Yeah, honestly. Uh, okay, let's get down into this this little well corridor here because this is. Uh, I I looked this up on the 3ds before we started doing research, and it's actually a very different vibe between the n64 and the 3ds versions uh, in this uh -huh. little corridor in the yeah. n64 version it's almost like kind of haunted it looks like there's blood on the walls do you remember that oh yeah, they, yeah it makes more sense on the 3ds because that's like red graffiti down there so like in the n64 version the walls are like dark brown but there's like a slight tint of red just enough for you to be like whoa is that blood am i safe yeah so what what link is climbing in this other picture is like it looks like 
bloody thorns. Yeah, right. It's the like wall. it's like dead vines <laughs> with maybe blood on them. What is this graffiti? <laughs> right. So the is 3ds this... version, though, the 3ds version is just like the kids' yeah. graffiti version of vines. Yeah. Here's the thing about that, y'all. This same graffiti shows up elsewhere in the forest temple, and it changes color depending on what sister you're about to fight. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. So, so I think this is just like whatever the red one's name is. This is just her terrain. This is her turf. Oh, oh, I kind of like that. Oh, like, I yeah. do. I do like that a lot. Like Beth is just like I'm painting. You stay on your side of the room. This side is mine. Yes, yes. This is the chalk <laughs> line cutting up the entire forest temple. It's just a big game of Splatoon between four sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and then link comes and ruins everyone's good time <laughs> link comes and kills them all <laughs> that's the other thing too the four sisters we didn't even talk about what they do right because there's the four colored uh torches in the center of the main room mm -hmm. the foyer if you will of the forest temple uh, -huh. uh and each sister takes the color flame that is that corresponds to them right that's right and you go hunting them throughout this entire place to take the flames back and put them back around the elevator oh, to make the elevator work this whole temple is a ghost hunt it's just this, a ghost hunt it's a we're ghost Kinda, hunting yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, if, and we talked about this during the minish cap season i love a temple that once you enter the first room it's like there's an objective to this whole temple, and this is what the objective mm -hmm. is. And that's what the Forest Temple does. Are yeah. these flames theirs of their life? Because Poe's have like, a, they, they hold their soul in a lantern, right? It's like Survivor. Once your flame is when, snuffed, yeah. <laughs> you're done. That represents your life force. It always comes back. It represents your life in this temple. In this temple. When your fire is gone, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> yes we got there in any case i mean i don't know there, but the point that i'm driving at is that i feel almost like an invader in this particular dungeon josh we deflected pete he wanted to do a wild theory we made it about survivor and he got stun locked uh-huh it, it's it's the it's the opposite of a survivor torch though because when you kill him the torch relights in the main room oh that's true <laughs> The only other thing th that I could have said to that Survivor stuff, Chris, is that similar to the pose, I uh, think talking about uh, Survivor makes me feel dead inside. So <laughs> you, need more, you need more Survivor in your life, Pete. If I say Big Tom, you need to know who that is. You should know who Big Tom is, yeah. <laughs> should we start talking about like the actual encounters with the different Poe sisters? Two of them are identical. Are those the two that die? Are those the two that don't come back? Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, man. There's there's meat on this bone. I just can't find it. <laughs> okay, well, to, to buy you a little bit of time, there is a, a circular arena that we're going to find before we actually start battling these pose uh, where we fight a Stalfos. That's in between, I think. It is kind of in between. Like, we pass through some of the rooms, and then we fight uh -huh. the Stalfos, and then we kind of go back. Then you got to go back yeah. to it, true. Yeah, it's a circular arena where we're going to fight the mini-boss of the dungeon, uh, Three, three Stalfos? It's really cool that you have to go through one of the Poe hallways to get here, because it's the game telling you, like, hey, there's something you need to do with these paintings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can't yet. 
So yeah, you, you don't know, have, like, yeah. you're, you know, you're looking for something else. Right. It's honestly really cool. It is really cool. Uh, and also, uh, you could say three Stalfos. I've listed it in my notes as one and then two Stalfos. <laughs> I was trying to make it sound cooler by saying three, but it's one and then two, technically. Yeah. Also, we fought two earlier. We just, it was unremarkable, so we didn't mention it. Well, you fight two earlier uh, if you are smart and check all the doors before going forward. Because I actually had to backtrack to fight the first two and then come back to this one and then two right the two you would fight earlier are in a room underneath the arena that we are currently in right right so so you're fighting the singular stalfos there's a big hole in the floor for some reason the stalfos can just walk through the air and attack you yeah yeah <laughs> i think that's an oversight it does not matter it feels like a weird n64 thing but it super happens in the 3ds too yeah that's what i was gonna ask if it does it in the 3ds too it, that is it does. weird yep. i think i think it was just easier to do that probably then let then program them to like walk around the edge because in the in the shadow temple i said before they walk off the edge and just fall into the pit <laughs> so I think, in this, I think in this one they were like if that happens yeah just let them float just let them float. then there's no boss so just let them walk across the air in this one it's fine actually if that happened then they wouldn't necessarily die because there's a room down there so you could chase them and potentially fight three stalfos at once yeah this is this is reaching but it also could be a weird holdover from when this and I because I think in early early development this was a wind temple oh okay oh yeah th that's why the symbol is like a fan okay oh. that could make sense and that's why in in Ganon's tower the forest medallion room is very wind based right it is oh, isn't no it? way okay that's very interesting uh, so it might just huh. be a weird like at some point during this fight, there was air blowing up, and so it's walking across that, maybe? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So so the best that I can gather, then, is that at some point during development, they couldn't. They realized they couldn't get the Stalfos to work with the hole in the floor, and there's like, <laughs> I don't know, man, just make them walk on air. <laughs> like, <laughs> but once you get this Stalfos, an elevator comes down, bringing an additional two Stalfos, uh, taking the total Stalfos count up to five. Um, a lot of undead in this temple right outside of the Lost Woods. Did anyone else have like a hard time with the two Stalfos at once? I do. I do remember that being kind of tough. Right. Because if you down one and have a hard time with the other, the first will get back up. Yeah, again. you have to kill the other one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I know in A Link to the Past, you when you defeat one, you have to bomb the remains to like kill it, kill it. Do, is, do hmm. bombs do anything specific to Stalfos in this game? Are they that, weak to bombs in any way? That's such a Not constant that I, that I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen here, but I can't off the top of my head confirm yeah. that. I never tried because it's like, oh, they're attacking me. I can't. If I pick up a bomb, they're right. just going to hit it and I'm going to blow up and I don't want that to yeah. happen. <laughs> they're pretty relentless in this game. Not going to lie. Yeah. Like if you, if you can pick up the pattern, though, like there's a certain like you can lock them into a pattern of where you smack them they do a jump slash and leave themselves open yeah you mm -hmm. hit them again they do another jump slash and leave themselves open and you can get this you can get them stuck in this loop and kill them pretty quickly but like you got to figure out the pattern yeah and once you take out that second duo of stalfos we get a treasure chest appearing in the room and it gives us the dungeon item for this one it is the fairy bow it looks pretty unremarkable for something fey in origin it's just a bow <laughs> it's just a bow is it the fairy bow because like kokiri <laughs> made it but they can't but it's too big for them to use it i kind of wait wait, wait 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 you're on to something you're on to something we had a question about navi's familiarity with wall masters just a second ago right yeah it's mm -hmm. 
maybe maybe fairies actually did inhabit this area or maybe they are very close like maybe they do have something to do with that i just like fairies seem to be very much tied to the forest in this game specifically yeah mm-hmm. where like everything forest based is like if it's in the forest it is it is linked somehow in the kokiri's case like literally linked to a fairy spirit and the fairy spirits are like the spirits of the forest right something like that although there is every possibility that the fairies originated in the sacred realm as a part of like you know sure. the origin of this triforce and whatnot it's yeah. really unclear so when i said fairy bow i kind of looked over at pete because i was wondering if he was going to have some <laughs> some theory prepped and ready no, to go there is not some fragment of the the great wind fairy trapped in this bow i do not believe so <laughs> i was gonna mention twilight princess <laughs> yeah 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 in in the forest temple in twilight princess we got a Gale boomerang which has a great fairy in it no it has a wind fairy in it which i personally believe is a trapped fractured part of the great wind fairy from four swords the original right right right, right. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what the colors mean maybe the color like navi is blue so maybe navi is like a water fairy oh oh ooh, and, and the pink ones are like life life fairies <laughs> okay life is pink yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, like a heart. I can get behind that. I'm going to have to do some thinking on that. There's too much going on in my head just now. And some of them are yellow, and I guess yellow could either be like desert or air or lightning or... If we're going based on the four <laughs> fairies of four swords, you got forest, you've got uh, flame, you've got ice i think just straight up ice and then there's the missing one that i have postured being the wind i don't know i I repressed literally that whole game (laughs) so now that we have the fairy bow we can go back a few rooms and actually uh handle these encounters with the post sisters is fairy bow who makes those gummy bears Good job. I also love that it doesn't tell you specifically, like, you need to shoot the painting with the arrow. It's just like, if you get too close to it, the ghost goes away. Yeah. It, like, jumps mm-hmm. It jumps to one of the other paintings, so you have to just, like, deduce yourself, like, I have a new toy. This thing disappears if I get close, but I could shoot it with this. Yeah. It's intuitive. It doesn't tell you. It just yeah. expects you to figure it out. Navi doesn't pop out and is like, you should use Z-targeting on the painting and shoot it with a new arrow from your from your fairy bow. <laughs> so Josh, you're you're a Mario 64 fan. Uh-huh. And uh we spoke about in the travel brochure that this game and Mario 64 kind of shared an engine and kind of had a similar starting point. And Zelda 64 actually looked a lot more like Mario 64 in structure and in going into a castle, jumping through paintings, blah, blah, blah. But specifically like this thing of looking at a painting and like a thing disappearing and you have to go chase it to another thing. Doesn't that feel like a puzzle you would encounter somewhere in Peach's castle in Mario? Like it's not a thing, yeah. but it totally feels like it could be a thing in there. Right. And like this, this game came out after Mario, right? Cause Mario two years after title. Yeah. So already like on the Nintendo 64, you're in the mindset of, I have to do things to paintings. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, that's a good point. I have to manipulate a painting in some way. Yeah. And we're going to have to do a lot more to paintings uh, in the coming rooms as well. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So the original conceit was Link is in Ganon's castle and the and it's a hub world that leads to the different like areas through through paintings. Yeah. Right? That was the original awesome. thing. What was the plot narrative gonna be for a game like that? I wonder <sighs> I wonder if they were ready to figure that stuff out after. Almost. Yeah, like if you're in Ganon's castle as the hub, like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. What if it's like, what if like the different paintings were different eras and it was still time based? Oh, oh that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be really cool. Like different style, like Renaissance paintings and then like modern, yeah. like cubist paintings are like a different era <laughs> of time. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. I almost want that now. <laughs> There's still time. I mean, you just released a game, Nintendo. Get on it. Get right? on. Hey, we, on. we've all only played two hours of that game. Imagine at the end of this weekend, right. all of us are going to be like, they did the thing. <laughs> There's paintings everywhere. There's paintings. <laughs> all right. So we go back. We see all these Poe sister paintings. Uh, we, we hit them with our bow. So like, I think there's three paintings in each one of these corridors, right? Yeah. You, yep. you hit the first one with a bow. The Poe sister jumps to the second one. You hit the second one right. with a bow. The Poe sister jumps, jumps to the, to the third, third one. one. You hit the third one with a bow. The Poe sister kind of flails outside yeah. of the painting and into reality. She says, we're taking this downstairs and you fight her in the basement <laughs> of that room. Right. And kind of just bounces around. Did you, what'd you guys think of, of actually fighting the Poe sisters? The Poe's themselves outside of Meg, like, they fight kind of clumsily, I think. So yeah. they they do the like they swing the lantern and like charge at you, right? Is mm-hmm. that that's just a normal yeah. Poe attack? Do they do anything unique uh, besides Meg? Actually, you know what? Now that you say it, I think they act just like normal Poe's. I think it's just a Poe attack set. Yeah, they disappear and reappear, and they spin towards you with the torch. But I guess regular Poe's like respawn. They they do vanish if you target them specifically. Yeah, but they'll, and yeah. then they'll respawn. That's a good point. They do attack you with their lanterns while being invisible. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So that's the upgrade. That's why they're super Poe's. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why these are siblings. Yeah. And no other Poe's are related. <laughs> what if you bottled up a Poe sister and brought that to the Poe guy? Oh, you don't get an oh, opportunity. Yeah. I would love that. I mean, you'd have to turn off the elevator, which would be difficult. There you oh, go. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it after. Come back after you've eaten the place. Good point. <laughs> so, Joel and Beth, we kind of tackle the same way, like Pete mentioned. And then uh, Amy, it's a little bit of a different situation. So Amy, we we get into this room and there's immediately a sliding block puzzle. Well, this is super weird too, because I think the room that leads to Amy is in the is in the basement and that's like the checkerboard room with the ceiling that falls down oh yeah you want to talk about that room for oh, a minute yeah what is that room doing here <laughs> that's the scarver visually it's also very haunted house right the like mm-hmm. unsettling checkerboard pattern where all the spaces are bigger than you and then like the rattling of the ceiling as it falls and you have to like run to the safe zones right yeah and then and then above that checker ceiling uh or checker floor i don't remember maybe they both are <laughs> it might be both but af- but if you look past the ceiling where all the sculptures are hang- hanging out in there it has more of that texture if i recall of like the back rooms right mm-hmm. maybe this whole thing's just a big elaborate production is this the back rooms of hyrule <laughs> <laughs> this is like the moon base from the truman show where like a bunch of stuff is controlled <laughs> where all the production team is we made that comparison with Coke kokiri forest right this is this could be the control room behind the kokiri <gasps> forest that's exactly it yes and fairies are doing the controls <laughs> very tiny controls yes <laughs> it was the great fairy of magic the whole time <laughs> uh yeah the checkerboard room you gotta navigate to like the black spots there's like a 
uh, treasure chest that's like super dangerous, like in between the falling ceiling tiles. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. got like nothing in it. It's got like uh, arrows in it or some ridiculously yeah. cruel prize. <laughs> there's a couple of really pointless chests in here. I forgot to mention there was one in one of the courtyards where there's a little island surrounded by water that you have to hook shot up to. Uh-huh. It's like five rupees. <laughs> well, worse than that, Josh, it's a heart. It's a there's heart. There's one heart in it's a chest to a chest that's almost impossible to hook shot up to without falling into the river. That's it's truly the cruelest thing this game does. Maybe <laughs> no, maybe Gold Skull Chillas is the cruelest thing this game does. But like number two is like the fact that they put hearts in chests sometimes. Why would you <laughs> yeah. do that? That's brutal. It's like a hard to reach one. Like out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, for a heart. You don't know it's in there. I'm playing the PC port and they do a thing where you can uh, toggle this thing on so that treasure chests that only have a heart in it visually stand out so you don't have to waste your time going over to them like they're just smaller oh, that's very good that's a very good that's touch. a nice quality of life thing there's also a room that looks like a mortal combat level <laughs> okay dc oh, it's like yeah this is definitely the pit <laughs> yeah this is the pit from mortal combat <laughs> oh yeah, the churning room. Yeah. It's just blood in there. I don't know. Yeah. It's a red liquid. <laughs> I mean, we could be a family-friendly show like we were trying to be in season one and say, it's fruit punch, but it's, uh, it's blood. <laughs> it's blood. We know. It's it. heart fruit juice, except it hurts you when you touch it. When you juice oh, a heart yeah. fruit, then it then becomes volatile. <laughs> it's too sour. <laughs> hey, would it be too much of a cop-out? Because it's definitely one, but is it too much of a cop-out to say that's malice? No, malice is like purple yeah malice, purple red it's a purpley red uh well it's definitely i don't know if it's malice in tears of the kingdom but it's not in castle, they introduced a new word <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't so capitalized mad. in the subtitle <laughs> right it, why it's so confused anyway when, not, when that castle was raising up it was all like red uh-huh. smoke <laughs> uh-huh i know so maybe, uh, you can't uh, fool me, Tears of the Kingdom. It's that's malice. malice. Don't, they know how much we've been using that <laughs> word. It's their fault we're using that word, and now they make us look like fools. Anyway, the Mortal Kombat room, you hit an eye switch with fire. It doesn't matter. Now I'm ticked off. Yeah, so you have to stand on one of the platforms as it spins around and like time your shot because you don't have fire arrows yet. But that's because right. like, there's a torch in the middle. But that's it's pretty basic. I mean, you do have to shoot like not it's not going to hit directly onto the eye switch. Unfortunately, it's just going to like be enough to. to... Yeah. Thankfully, the hitbox on those is a little wider than the actual shape of the switch. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question about this, this eye switch covered in ice. Why can't you in this game break ice with a bomb? Uh, because you need to use fire for the puzzles in this one. <laughs> it's, it's ice. It's ice. It's not like red ice, which is like crazy looking and whatnot. So I think they just never have, they don't attach elemental qualities to bombs in this game, right? Can you ever light a torch with a bomb? No. Right? So like bomb doesn't produce fire like it does in, in Breath of the Wild. Right. But I'm talking more about structural integrity though, Chris. Okay, just sorry. like the impact of the explosion. Because you, you yeah, can blow ice. up the ice in Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah. I don't think you can blow up ice in other zelda games either usually you need like a fire rod or something to melt ice yeah probs that's true also this is another clue that uh twin row has been through here ice magic Mm -hmm. yep moving on and 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 you have to hit it and you have to hit it with fire come on yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right got me there that's true (laughs) it's got the twin rova stank all over it (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh hey josh yeah what does that twin rova stank smell like (laughs) 
no, mm, no. Oh no! <laughs> you what said it, it. Wait, what? Is, what does it smell like? Yeah. Whatever perfume your grandma wears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She smells like <laughs> smells like patchouli and old lady candy. That's kind of what. <laughs> Twin Rova is just malice, grandma. <laughs> it's what? It's whatever. Whatever floral perfume you're used to smelling, uh, and like a butterscotch undertone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Maybe cats. Definitely cats. <laughs> well, I sm- I smell like cats. Yeah. Oh, hey. Nothing wrong with smelling like cats. It's just cats on top of the other stuff. Right. right. Let's talk about Amy's puzzle room. Why is this here? Why did a- did Amy choose this? What's Who, the timer? Why? Is it like three minutes? Yeah. To slide these huge blocks, and and you have links. Uh, slower than death pulling and pushing block animation there's an extra block that which you is don't a need very cool uh-huh. trick i already don't like sliding block puzzles you're gonna put an extra one in there are you kidding me yeah. <laughs> at least they don't have to be rotated or turned in any way but then if you fail to do it within the time limit they lift into the air flip around and drop back down so they re-scramble oh. Oh, so it's a completely different pattern? Yeah. That's why each side has like a different part of the picture, because if you fail to do it within the time limit, they all just rotate and you that's, have to like oh, start over. That's kind of a cool Miserable. touch. That's kind of a cool touch. <laughs> is this part of the game supposed to be fun? Like, I'm not saying this is like, you know, like, uh, I'm thumbs I, down, I, hate it, but like, is it supposed to be fun? It just, it slows the pace of this dungeon down. It yeah. does. Yeah. It is like a big wall. Yeah. And then it's just like a Poe sister fight, like a normal Poe fight after. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like they didn't want to do the exact did, same thing three times. Why, so they... Yeah. Why did Amy get a specific thing? But like <laughs> Beth and Joel are like twin. They're twins. And then the other two, uh-huh. Amy's the youngest sister and Meg is the oldest sister. <laughs> did Amy, did Amy survive into the future with Meg just because she's more annoying with her puzzle skills? <laughs> <laughs> is that boss fight puzzle related, by the way? In that, I don't think so. It, it, it's more they fight you together and you have to, you know, okay. what survive. I could not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. If I recall, they bounce stuff off of each other to 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 hit you in the center. It could also be that I killed them and did not realize because I wasn't so yeah. I didn't have lore brain. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't then. in the pit. It, for the record, in Oracle, they look completely different. Yeah, they're yeah. a little 2D sprites. They lost their budget, so they're Halloween sheet ghosts. <laughs> oh, you're right. They look like <laughs> NES like ghosts. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's a Game Boy Poe. Yeah, that makes sense. So something we haven't really been mentioning is that throughout scouring all of these rooms, we've been kind of revisiting the main hub each time like every time you fight a sister it relights a torch in this room you're going kind of in and out and through different doors getting small keys this and that after fighting the other three sisters we will come back to the main room and we'll see meg crying in the center of the main hub we approach her naturally to comfort her um but she <laughs> I starts don't think so. i don't think that's why <laughs> meg listen i'm sorry i had link, to do it link approaches link approaches her with his bow drawn to comfort her <laughs> <laughs> but jokes on us because uh she starts laughing and immediately does her swift blade magic and splits into like five other versions of meg See? yes and so the whole circle of them are moving around but then the one that is Meg, because if you shoot the wrong one, it, she just laughs at you, disappears and resets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to. Yeah. The, but the, the tell of which one is actually Me- is Meg Prime is that right before they start to move, she just does a twirl. Yeah. She does some extra yeah. spin. She can't help putting on a little flare. <laughs> 
So I'm like, Meg, if you didn't do that, I may never win this fight. <laughs> you don't understand. I have to perform. It's like the Capcom eye problem, but the Zelda version is that yeah. when there are clone bosses, there's well, always... Zelda has an eye problem, too. Zelda does have an eye problem after a certain point. But when there's cloned enemies, they always do like little extra things to tell yeah. you which one to hit. Uh, after you defeat her, the fourth torch becomes lit and an elevator rises up in the center of the main hub. And we're, we're, we're taken down into this room that looks like the Umbrella logo from Resident Evil. This room's crazy, too, because it's like a big sundial, but it's underground. What, <laughs> what is this clown nonsense? This like what look, I've been calling it a haunted house, Pete, but this dungeon is actually a fun house. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit with the, the twisty turvy hallways and then how can how can link push this whole wall without any kind of power gauntlet it's just really loose there's like a whole floor <laughs> system like beneath the it's like a, a gutter that the wall fits into i think you're right there's got to be some kind of mechanism because he pushes it and then he lets it go and it spins the rest it of the way until back. it locks into the next position. Yeah. 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 It's it's a whole it's a whole system they fit it out with just like a ton of WD forty to make it really <laughs> easy to push. It is wild that you literally get power gauntlets though later in the game and they still were like, We can't wait until then to do this this exact puzzle <laughs> room. We need to get it in here now. Uh, so you're pushing giant walls aside to find secret switches essentially, and you get like two of them and it opens a hallway to the uh to the boss arena. Which well first First off, because like you have to rotate it around a few times to hit a bunch of different switches, open a chest, uh, get a sculptula, etc. Uh-huh. Uh, the final way through after you've raised some like barred uh, walls, uh-huh. I guess uh, there's a hall that has some actual like artwork in it it's not haunted or anything (laughs) and this is not the this is not like where you fight the boss this is the hall leading up to the boss lock that where there's actually some paintings in it that actually look pretty cool i wish i you know had some some reference pictures here for you this is a good job grezzo moment okay i was gonna say is that in both versions (laughs) this is only in the 3ds I, okay. yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, unfortunately yeah. don't have great screenshots. I did just send what I had to you. Oh, yeah. They're more colorful than that. Yeah. But they look like actual, like, they, they're they not really of anything. But they look like they could be. In these in these pictures, they look like ink blots almost. Yeah. So, kind of. They're Rorschach paintings for sure. So when you really zoom in on them, there's one that kind of looks like it could be a giant boar head. There's one of them that kind of looks like it could be a lady with red hair, maybe a Gerudo. This one looks like unresolved issues with my mother. Yeah, that one's definitely <laughs> in there as well. That's just Twin Rova. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a fantastic touch that Grezzo just decided to add because I'll show you what it looks like in the N64 version. It's so crazy that that's the same <laughs> yeah that they these are the one look look this is what what right. it was in the n64 right. it was just an empty okay, room yeah. that just sells home that like down here it's the gallery the basement is right. the gallery of the place yeah and they put they put that weird like safe dial in the wall to uh protect the paintings <laughs> obviously this is probably you know the most heisty area of the game right (laughs) you know with like tons of barred walls you have to like puzzle out i think in the in that spinning room um that we were just in there there's like rugs on the floor at different positions that i think are supposed to be like guides for where you want the wall to stop that leads to different things but i've never really been able to decipher if they just put rugs there for visual 
reasons or hey, if it is supposed if, to be a guy because i think one of them actually has like gold trim around it and that's the one that if it's open leads to the boss yeah okay yes, that is the case i've seen people play through this quickly and there is a logic to it but i've never memorized the logic myself yeah i had the player's guide as a kid and i think they tried to detail it in that but like i don't know <laughs> yeah if if this floor is supposed to be a hint bad job <laughs> i'm sorry just bad job i can't even maybe, make a joke maybe about it. it's <laughs> like the red switch opens the red door but that doesn't make sense because then the blue switch is behind a gate and how would you get to i don't know <laughs> well whatever the logic is we're probably not going to figure out in this recording <laughs> what we are going to figure out though is what's waiting for us on the other side of the door in that hallway did you know that the lock and key designs changed for 3ds i did not I didn't know. Oh, check out this key. That's the boss key? Yeah, that's the boss key. Is this still like a gem texture in game? I think it's like like a gem skull at the center of this horned key. I gotta say, the the N64 like gem effect is something. It's like the like the background is just a picture. Uh (laughs) Like it hits that same nostalgic like bone in my body. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, do we do we want to open up this can of worms? Oh dear lord. Josh, (laughs) what do you think of Hyrule Castle Town on the N64? Oh, I like it. I think it's good. Very good. (laughs) Josh, how do you pronounce Link's fairy friend? Navi. No. Very good. (laughs) Here's here's the thing. At that particular moment it was Navi. I will also say Navi with no uh, That's real reason to say one or the other. Okay. How do you pronounce <laughs> the musical instrument that uh, Link plays throughout this game? Uh, that's an ocarina. Thank you. All right. Thank all right. You. But and if you want to ha- ask me in 1998, it's an uh, ocarina? Is that what I said? Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> you had fun with that one, huh? <laughs> you, found, you found the one no one else did. This was the first time I'd ever read the word. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> it's a weird word. No, you're totally right. Uh, and how does Saria feel about Link overall, just in general? <laughs> no, they're... Look. <laughs> oh, no. That's a complicated question. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are definitely feelings there that could okay. be seen as romantic, I think. All right. Misconstrued, maybe. All right. Yeah. I do feel like there is like a romantic thing there. I also feel like she's very protective of him. And I also sure. feel like when she sees him grown up, her heart breaks a little bit because she knows oh. she can't. We're going <laughs> to talk about that. Let's keep moving forward. Last question. Last question. Is Gomi your mom? No. Goma's a curse. <laughs> Goma is a curse that was put in the Deku Tree by Ganondorf. The Deku Tree tells you that. <laughs> mm, and sorry, Josh. That, that, that was the wrong answer. <laughs> I think you lost both Pete and I with that one. <laughs> All right, let's kick open that door and climb the stairs. Uh, and let's take on the boss of the forest temple, the evil spirit from beyond, Phantom Ganon. I don't know what you mean. We're just taking a nice look at this gallery of identical paintings of roads. In a big uh, Triforce room. It's fine. In a big Triforce room. <laughs> nothing's going on here. We can just leave. Yeah, so Link gets all the way to the top of these stairs. He kind of like, oh, look where I am. Look at all this beautiful art. It's weird that it's seven of the same picture, but it's kind of cool. It's a vibe. Uh-huh. Turns around, and suddenly there's a whole <laughs> adult man and a horse behind him that were not there a second ago. This gets me every single time i play this game 
I walk up the stairs into this little gallery. Nothing happens, and I'm expecting Phantom Ganon to show up. I'm waiting for the horse <laughs> to pop out of the painting, all that stuff. Nothing's going on. I'm like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> did I do it wrong? Did I walk in wrong? Let me try it again. Did and my game glitch? Did the boss fight not activate? What's going on in here? <laughs> so, Josh, you're a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Pete and I have had this fascination uh, ever since season one. Of, like, the fun little names that bosses get in this series before, like, their actual name, right? Yeah. So, like, this one. Evil Spirit from Beyond, Phantom Ganon. (laughs) Is that a thumbs up or a thumbs down? It's a little wordy. Like, we're talking, the Pantheon is, like, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jake the Snake. It's a little wordy. It's no Brett Hitman heart, right? But, like, I think... Evil spirit from beyond is a is a moniker that would get way over in like New Japan pro wrestling. Oh, oh really? Okay. They would. They. I feel like they would love something like that over there because there's a Jushin Liger who's supposed to be like a bunch of spirits inhabiting a wrestling suit. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? That is cool. Do I like wrestling? <laughs> yeah, everyone <laughs> does. They just don't watch it. Oh, I think I like wrestling. All right, that I got rules. I'm gonna jump around and do a couple of other wrestling names. You give it a thumbs up or. Th- Thumbs down. The bioelectric anemone baronade. Um, I don't like baronade, so I'm going to thumbs that one down. <laughs> but I'm just talking about the name itself. Yeah, I know. I just look, that's a heel, so I'm just going to boo him anyway. <laughs> the infernal dinosaur dodongo. Yes. Oh, that's a thumbs. Sorry, that's two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> the ancient automaton Colactos. <laughs> ancient automaton is a little boring. That's a Do you want to be the ancient anything. That's a thumbs oh. for wrestling. Oh, I kind of like it. So so the thing that I like about Ancient Automaton is we covered that game like two years ago, and I still remember Ancient Automaton. <laughs> I don't think I remember any of the other alliterations for those bosses. Calling yourself the Ancient Anything, like I'm, I'm the... <laughs> To me, that smacks up like the jar of peanut brittle, Pete. (laughs) It is a little bit nerdy, yeah. Let's talk about the sexual boss fight. Uh, So we're treated to a little cutscene. Ganondorf just appeared. It does the cutscene from outside of Hyrule Castle for a second. Yeah, yeah. That's something I love about this, where it kind of like recreates that shot from Link's early nightmares. Yeah. But like, Mm -hmm. it quickly becomes apparent that this is not ganon yeah right? it, this is not the same guy and all like because he starts to float and run through paintings and has like a crazy devil helmet which looks really cool yeah, by well, the way. It, it starts out it looks just like ganondorf on his horse at yeah, first right. but then he like waves his hand over his face and that like huge horned skull mask goes on and you're like oh this is heck yeah this is something completely different it's really really good and it's it also like because this is your first boss as as a a, a teen adult <laughs> where it's kind of like you're conquering your childhood fears and whatnot oh i like that a lot yeah it's real it's real good when i think about it like that that. is thematically very satisfying so yeah do you want to talk about the actual fight a little bit it starts off with a again this is like the remnants of the zelda 64 days and we see phantom ganon Mm -hmm. going in and out of picture frames here yeah I would call this part hectic but manageable. Yeah, once you know what's going on. This is one of the hardest things in the game for me when I was younger. I can do it pretty easily now, but just like trying yeah. to like aim the bow and like make sure you're at looking at the right painting. Like now I kind of figured mm-hmm. out to like the trick to it, but back then it was just like this fight would take me a long time to get past this stage of it. Yeah, it's those early yeah. FPS days. That's reasonable. 
Yeah. Uh, some, sometimes there are multiple Ganons coming at you from the mm-hmm. paintings. Uh, yeah, and sometimes you target the wrong one, and it turns away and runs back into uh-huh. the painting, and then you can't turn in time to shoot the uh-huh. right one. Right. You're just like, oh, no. <laughs> you, have to, you have to wait for, like, the, the painting portal to appear before he actually, you know, blue skadoos yeah. out of it so you can actually strike him. As soon as it turns around, you're like, he's right behind me, isn't he? No, and then he uh-huh. blasts you with lightning, and you just happen to not be on the Triforce at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is this? a painting of by the way that he keeps running in and out of it's like a dark hyrule castle i think it looks like the royal crypt lost woods from the minish cap because this is oh this is from royal valley, this is royal valley yeah because i always thought it was like the silhouette of a like a castle probably hyrule castle in the background and just like a weird haunted forest path that leads yeah. up to it yeah totally mm-hmm. that's probably realistically what it is it's the bridge from the headless horseman <laughs> <laughs> but uh you hit him enough times with your bow uh, he loses the horse. Yeah. And we're doing ping pong, so, baby. We're doing boss ping pong. <laughs> is is the horse its own phantom? Like, what's, what's the I think, story with that? I think, or it's just like, the horse is also a phantom. I just don't know if it's part of the same phantom or right. if it's a well, separate one. Two phantoms. That's the question, right? Because because if the horse is also a phantom, was it a phantom that he was riding when you were a kid? It was just a phantom horse? Pete. Did Ganondorf get into that Swift Blade clone magic? Is that what's going on here? No. No, no this problem. is this is a spectral project. This is like a Dark Link version of Ganondorf, right? We're going to find out, I mean, especially from his wrestler name, like from beyond. It's some from somewhere else. Oh. And we find out after the fight that he goes somewhere else. <laughs> okay. Okay. He, all, he kind of goes nowhere. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> so we do our very first 3D boss fight ping pong. After that phase, he's pretty much done. And we get some voiceover from Ganondorf. He says, hey, kid, you did quite well. It looks like you may be gaining some slight skill, but you've defeated only my phantom. When you fight the real me, it won't be so easy. What a worthless creation that ghost was. I will banish it to the gap between dimensions. To the gap between dimensions. There's just nothing. It's like, I'm going to put it in nothing. <laughs> So dimension one, reality, dimension two, I guess, sacred realm, dimension three now, just like purgatory. Is that like, is that where we're at with these? The only gap between dimensions I can think of is the elemental sanctuary. And I don't think he's going there. He's probably no, going there. I think, I think there's no less than 15 dimensions. Uh, Do we want to run through them right yeah. now? <laughs> Demon face space cage. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Lord Zed has two or three dark cave dimensions. Uh, uh-huh. Bones had like a skeleton dimension. Uh-huh. There was there's <laughs> several it, there's several personal pocket dimensions that shouldn't count. It's really every monster in season one of Power Rangers has their own dimension. I think that they can send them to. I'm pulling, I'm putting this back on the tracks. We then have we have our, our typical dungeon exit right in the center where this uh triforce is in the center of the arena, and we are taken back to the Temple of Light, and our good friend is there. Soria. Looking kinda hollow-eyed in my opinion. A little bit. She looks very somber. Like it's the same face that she had before, but something about it now just makes her look really sad. Yeah. Here's the thing. Anybody that Rauru snatches up. Uh, to bring to this temple because some of them i don't think we're expecting to be here we'll get to that in later episodes but i think rauru actually snatches people up in the middle of dungeons and brings them here to hang out and that does something to them where their personality changes no they awaken you awaken they say they awaken as a sage and i don't think that happens until you clear the dungeon right 
Okay. Yeah. So they were there. So Saria has been in transition. Yeah. Up to this you point. You gotta fight the boss and it awakens the scene. Where was she? Well, okay, let's get through some of this dialogue because that might give us a little bit of a clue, right? She says, thank you. Because of you, I could awaken as a sage. I am Saria, the sage of the forest temple. I always believed that you would come because I know you. No, you don't have to explain it to me because it is destiny that you and I can't live in the same world. I will stay here as the forest sage and help you. Now, please take this medallion. She gives you the forest medallion. I mean, you're literally in the sacred realm right now, so it's not the same world. Well, I was going to say, and people have hinted uh, about this in previous episodes. Is she, are they dead? Are sages dead? I don't that think. That is such a big question. I don't think so. I think what happens when you awaken as a sage is you like, you are in the sacred realm as a sage. Uh-huh. Right? Because Rauru is a sage. He never, um, they kind of leave at the end. But he doesn't. So he's stuck here. He, the only way he gets out is to like project his Kapora Gabora. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I don't I don't think they're dead. And I don't know where Saria was because we see Darunia actively still alive trying to help the Gorons, even though he doesn't have the hammer. We see Rudo mm-hmm. in the water temple. Right. Um she Snatched got she, up by Rauru. Yeah. So I don't so we don't see Impa. Naburu is in, in an iron knuckle. <laughs> yeah, she gets she gets zapped away by Twin Rova. We're, like, We're going to brainwash you again. We never see her again until the end of that temple. And she's OK. Yeah. yeah so when they when they awaken as a sage, then they are transported to the sacred realm and they they come to like the sage chamber. And then this they just mm-hmm. have to they just like do their duties here now. That's right. just like their life now is being uh, the sage of whatever. It's almost like a curse. Yeah. But they're like doing a duty. I interpret Saria being like, we can't live in the same world being like. Look, I'm a I'm eternally a child. Uh, yeah, you are a like a man now, and like so yeah. we like we just can't. Oh, we can't coexist in the same in the way that we used to anymore. Right, and this breaks her heart. Yeah, I mean it'll break her heart whether it's family <laughs> well, yeah, or I'm not, not. Chris, I'm not saying it's definitely a romantic thing, but I don't think it's also definitely not. <laughs> I'll take that as a victory. You can break your family's heart, Chris. I'll tell you that you're doing it right now. <laughs> So is it that when you awaken as a sage, it's kind of like what they say about Lynx in Breath of the Wild, where like you kind of inherit the memories of all the other Lynx or something? Maybe, but but they're the first sages, I think. So I don't think they have in- memories to inherit. Could be. I, I've posited previously that like something Maiden related might have happened uh, pre Four Swords, but it's not divulged. Yeah, it could be. All right, let's keep pushing forward. Forward, we get some text on the screen, some very somber text saying Saria will always be your friend. She said that, right? Yeah, she other said sages, that. So she referred to herself in third person. Why? Uh-huh. Why did she suddenly do that? Okay, that is a is, little bit weird. It... That is that's like the Deku tree <laughs> thinking that he's like William Shakespeare and like no other character doing that stuff. Yeah, there is no Saria, only the forest sage. <laughs> you know what's also crazy is like if you go back to the spiritual stones, Rudo gives you the Zora stone and she's the sage of water. Darunia gives you the Goron stone. He's the sage of yep. fire. The Deku tree gives you mm-hmm. the Kokiri emerald. Yeah. Sorry is the sage of the forest. And I think that's because the Deku tree died and he but he was the forest sage. Oh. Huh. Oh. That's an interesting take. Because Ganondorf's curse on the Gorons was a little more in general, like none of you can eat, but that would have eventually caught up and killed Darunia. And then uh-huh. I don't know what he did to the Zoras, but it ended 
it ended up with Rudo being eaten by Jabu Jabu. Right. Made their, uh, he made their guardian deities. He's yeah. targeting the sages. Yes. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So if Ganondorf hadn't succeeded against the Deku tree, would there be a final scene at the end of the game where there's a giant tree <laughs> sitting on that platform? I don't know. That's the only thing that doesn't make sense is how do they represent the Deku tree in this chamber even? <laughs> Well, I you know what? If uh, we keep pushing forward in the story, we might get one option of a different way to represent the Deku tree. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, because after this cutscene, uh, we meet the Deku tree sprout. And Pete and I talked about this a little bit in the Kokiri Forest episode. Uh, but I think we were kind of both looking forward to talking about it again with you uh, in this episode, Josh. Mm-hmm. The Deku tree sprout is adorable. He's adorable. He's G- Wind Waker. Grows up grows up to not be adorable yes it's the wind waker deku tree right it is yeah yep is the breath of the wild deku tree different yeah it's not the same guy i think it's a different one yeah that would make sense because the the wind waker one is above the ocean and if this is like the cleared out basin of what Mm -hmm. used to be that ocean it wouldn't make sense for him to be down here yeah (laughs) and then the oracle games we're just dealing with the maku tree and that's something completely different yeah that's not it's specifically not deku (laughs) so here we meet the deku tree sprout who says that because we broke the curse on the forest temple with saria he can grow and flourish uh, he also asks if we've seen our old friends and mentioned that if they don't recognize us, it's because Kokiri are never supposed to grow up. He tells us we did grow up due to the fact that we're Hylian and that some time ago there was a fierce war and a Hylian mother brought her child into the forest to escape mm-hmm. it. She was gravely injured and her only choice was to entrust the child to the Deku tree, uh, the guardian spirit of the forest. Sensing that this was the child of destiny... Destiny's Child. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Oh, Link's Beyonce. Is Link Beyonce? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Deku Tree <laughs> took him in and raised him as a Kokiri after his mother's passing. He says we are right. Hylian and we're always bound to leave this forest. So now we must go save the land of Hyrule. It is our destiny. It kills me any t- every time I play this game that you never are introduced to like a headstone or something to like from your mom. Uh, you know how I feel about that right now. I I mean, you make the headstone by, by killing your mother in the tree. <laughs> I was going to say there is a, a Sheikah stone, a gossip stone here. That also could be the headstone. Oh, interesting <laughs> point. Maybe. However, I always read it as she left the child in the care of the Deku tree, then then left. Because I feel like something bad happens to Hylians that stay in the forest. I mean, the Deku, the Deku they, sprout says that your mom died from wounds or something. Yeah. But it could just that could just be a cover for the fact that, you know, she came into the forest and had to die. She was gravely injured. She was going to die. The Deku tree knew he had to do something. And so he hid her inside of him from the (laughs) child until he was ready to face what the reality was. Can't believe this whole time Link's been part Goma. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, the curse. Goma is what happens when Hylians are in the in the barrier for too long. If you enter, if you enter the woods, you turn into a monster. Yeah, there it is. It's so weird. Because everyone knows about the, the Kokiri and the forest. Uh-huh. But but they don't ever go there. You can't. There's a barrier. They can't. What barrier? You can. You're Hylian and you can go in and out. There's no I mean, barrier. Yeah. yeah, no, you're you right. You were raised there, though. Like, you, you grew up drinking the water. I think what you know happened. What I, mean? I may have said this before. I don't remember. I think what happens is to get into the Kokiri forest, you have to cross the bridge that goes through the Lost Woods. Uh-huh. And I think people get stuck there. 
the bridge is a straight oh, because- shot, but it is in the Lost Woods. So in the in the lore, like in the world, there might be some weird Lost Woods magic happening on that bridge. Maybe the bridge was built recently for you to travel safely through the Lost Woods. Maybe, or maybe the reason Link can travel safely over the bridge through the Lost Woods is because he has a fairy that protects him from the Lost Woods ah, magic. Uh-huh, because if he gets yeah. lost in the Lost Woods, he just goes back to the Kokiri Forest. Right. He doesn't right. he's not lost. He Fairy just does resets. the reset. Yeah. That could Anyone be Anyone else, if they walk straight in the first segment of the Lost Woods, <laughs> instant monsterfication. They walk right into Termina and they're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so during our four sword season, Kex gave us a note about how like uh the backstory for four swords involved vati's whole thing like his first rampage since minish cap which we don't get to see right and a hero unknown hero walked out of the woods with the four sword to fight him right and after he fights vati he walks right back into the woods (sighs) okay never to be seen again okay and then and then in the middle of the woods of this forgotten kingdom (laughs) Uh, we find someone who was split into four parts. Are you thinking the Poe sisters are the hero that fought Vati? Are the Poe sisters the hero who fought Vati before? <laughs> but why would they work for Ganondorf now? Or do they? That's a question too. Or, are they working for Ganondorf again, or are they just right. doing Poe stuff at you? <laughs> right. This is just a fun house full of ghosts that we're invading. Yeah. They're introverts and you're just busting open their door and pulling them out of paintings. They don't want anything to do yes. with you. This was the one female Link. She came out of the woods and like walked back oh. in after f- fighting the good fight. And then <laughs> the Poe sisters are Linkle. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, you heard it right. <laughs> uh, Look, I'm kind of on board for that. She's got a hood, right? That's a fun idea. I do like yeah. all of these connective dots of the four <laughs> sisters being clones that I never really thought mm-hmm. about. I think there might be something there. If I recall correctly, one of the Poe sisters, I forget which one, in uh, Oracles does fight with a sword. Moving on. Uh, and on that <laughs> note, let's get into our Hello Hyrule travel recommendations. My attraction is twisty corridor mario kart <laughs> oh dang oh, it man i didn't even think of the cart. i was just like i don't know the twisty corridors by themselves are probably pretty fun <laughs> yeah i was thinking about because you never actually see the hallway changing so if someone can turn it while you someone is while you're standing in it that could be pretty right cool. right make make a circle in one of the adjacent rooms heck you've got that weird room where you're traveling along the side of it until you hit the eye switch you can make a cart along all of that just hit the switch midway through it's true could be a lot of fun my photo op is you get behind a tree in one of Ganon, Phantom Ganon's art gallery paintings. Just, like, take a picture from within the middle of the, the gallery, but, like, have the person, like, behind one of the trees, almost, like, in the background, so that if you're looking at the picture, you're like, wait a minute, is there someone there? <laughs> this is definitely not the first time you you wanted your photo op to be creepy, Chris, and I'm trying to figure out a pattern here. I like creepy stuff. Best bite. And speaking of creepy stuff, 
I am very sorry that it had to come to this. There's not a lot of appetizing things Careful. in the forest temple. Hylia, forgive me for what I'm about to do. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to say you got to eat the roast. You got to eat a roast roasted Deku sprout salad. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Make little, make little croutons out of the Deku sprout. Chop them up. Chris, Chris, there was Deku Baba's in this one. Now nah, you got to just do it to the Deku sprout. I'm uh, sorry. Deku Baba, Deku Baba cooks like spinach. It gets all slimy. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to have a deft hand, man. I don't know what to tell you. No, well, no. I just, I'm a clumsy cook. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, what are your recommendations? Uh, well, similar to you, Chris, my attraction was the corkscrew hallway, but it was just going to be like a funhouse thing where you ride it while it turns. Sure. Or similar to uh, the end of Ripley's Believe It or Not in New York, you walk through across this bridge with like a, a rotating tunnel of stars, which is really cool. Yeah, just yeah, lean yeah. into the weird psychedelic nature of like half the rooms. Totally. In this. <laughs> uh, my recommended photo op is taking glamour shots in the graffiti halls. <laughs> the graffiti halls. Okay. Uh, and my best bite is Deku Seed Bagels. Okay. <laughs> Hmm. You'd have to like grind that up to put it on a bagel because those are big enough to be slingshot ammo. Oh yeah, those are like <laughs> walnuts, dude. You got to crack those open at least. You could you could choke on a Deku seed if you don't grind it up enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh, you got it. You got a few uh, at this point. Let's see. For an attraction, I think like like a life size ghost chess on the chessboard in the basement could be oh, fun. Oh, okay. okay. Is that the uh, that's the scar room? That's the checkerboard room. Yeah. Okay. Right. On. I don't think it's I don't work. think it's regulation board size, but I don't think you can make it work. Also, the <laughs> whole ceiling might fall on you mid game, but it's fine. Yeah. You have to sign a waiver. You always have to sign a waiver <laughs> with these attractions. Uh, I think a good photo op would be like in the central room, standing in the elevator with the four torches lit around you yeah definitely that's a great shot definitely take like a panorama shot maybe oh oh, that would be really cool actually i don't know what i would want to eat from in here maybe a good wolfo steak hey <laughs> that's an option definitely can never go wrong turning uh an enemy into a steak or a burger <laughs> of some sort that's kind of our our go-to four seasons into this uh yeah. show can i just say really quick i've started listening to that podcast you told me about chris oh yeah uh i choose you where it's just every episode they eat a different pokemon uh-huh and like you can make anything out of anything if you are creative <laughs> enough. And speak of being creative enough, do you have a motto for this area? Because I do. Boy, this one I'm was tricky. How about you, Josh? The Forest Temple. It's twisted. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, it it's, is. It's succinct. Mine is kind of in that same sort of uh, domain. Uh, Forest Temple. All roads lead back to here, uh, which, I mean, was kind of primarily about how all of the you're kind of just turning in on yourself throughout the whole dungeon. But also because this is us revisiting the sealed grounds or <laughs> us revisiting Hyrule Castle from the Minish Cap as we established from the get go. It's not bad. It's 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 a cozy it's a cozy motto. What's your motto, Pete? Oh, my motto. I actually decided to do a deep dive into random quotes from literary classic Little Women. Okay, uh, and I found one that actually does sound like a travel motto. Uh, don't mind me. I'm as happy as a cricket here. Hey. I like that. They were until Link came. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, they had to take that sign down after they we were came here. with the megaton hammer and uh, no more crickets. <laughs> uh, and on that note, Josh, I think Pete and I are gonna uh, pull the bus over and take a quick stop at the post office. Do you mind watching over some things? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Let's take a snooze in the back. That's that's totally fine. No one else is around here anyway. Yeah. Post office. Post office. We're here. It is kind of cold. It is. Is the post office, is it always the same post office? Like, if we're doing the post office for the Forest Temple episode today, are we, like, at a post office that's nearby to the Forest Temple? I mean, yeah, no, I guess we could have, like, what, what would it be? I wouldn't want to have a post office in the middle of, like, a, a abandoned, you know forest temple because it's like what we're gonna be avoiding ticks and whatnot while we're reading mail i feel like a post office that's just taken by nature is kind of a cool vibe Ooh, like if it's incorporated for sure just like abandoned just vines all over the place vines and and uh empty p.o boxes (laughs) we got a bunch of reviews today that we're gonna read this first one do you want to take this first one a five-star review on apple podcasts by Link X Mifa. I think that's a ship that they're shipping those two characters. Sure. Link X Mifa says a rupee is worth half a dollar. Also, great podcast, except for Breath of the Wild. Plus, Tears of the Kingdom is fun. I agree. I agree. Tears of the Kingdom is fun. And I honestly, I'm a little a bit excited too for for finally getting to Breath of the Wild one day. Yeah. I was thinking about covering Breath of the Wild recently, and I think we could just do regions. That would probably be the best way, right? Yeah, and it doesn't seem like as daunting of a season that way. Like, that that could be, like, another, I don't know, 20-something episode season, That would maybe. be about it. You'd have, like, one per region. You'd have a couple episodes for plot. You'd have one for yeah. each Divine Beast, and then you're done. I don't think it is as insurmountable as it felt a few months ago, which is <laughs> exciting. Uh, and I'm glad that you're excited for it, Link Cross Mifa. Also, a rupee's worth half a dollar. I'm not sure what their math breaks down to. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> also, a U.S. dollar, Canadian dollar. What do we? <laughs> Which, yeah, that stuff's always fluctuating, right? I got a five-star review here from an anonymous three three two two seven who says, "Hello from Hyrule Castle. Hello, I love the show, and I've been thinking on some theories. First, you have been talking about how the bomb bag works, and I think that maybe the bomb bag is filled with a type of gel that stops the bottom of the bomb from reacting to oxygen in the air, oh. which is what makes it explode." Interesting. Second, you asked why Link can't just carry rupees in his infinite pockets and has to have a wallet. Uh, When you kill an enemy or break a pot and it drops a rupee, it will promptly fade out of existence in a few seconds unless you pick it up and put it in your wallet. I think that the wallet is a magic sack that stops rupees from despawning. Ooh. Also, what does an Octorok taste like? Have we answered Octorok we yet? Have I feel like we have to have said Octorok. Octopus, right? Octopus, it's right? Like a di- it's a dirty octopus. Octopus with frozen meatballs inside of it. It's like an octopus crossed with a gun. That's really all it tastes like. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the idea that the 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 rupees are actually despawning in real life and that's not just a video game thing. It's got my brain working. No, that's, that's, that's gamey-wamey. But I mean... If we're trying to figure out why how bomb bags work, mm-hmm. I feel like we are arguably getting into gamey wamey territory as well. If we consider for a moment, Chris, that we found out in Tears of the Kingdom that rupees are created by bloopies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did know that from from Breath of the Wild, also, but like the fact that bloopies have their own kind of similar gem thing that that they're involved with. So like, there's got to be some kind of thing there with like it being slightly organic you know 
No, wait a minute. Sure. What am I saying? This is absurd. Cause like, how would you even like pay somebody with this? Like they're only worth something in a sack. Right. The, you, they've got to immediately then put them in a, into a similar container yeah. within a s certain amount of seconds. Plus like you see certain mini games where rupees are just hanging out in the air. Oh yeah. No, this stuff breaks <laughs> down all over itself. <laughs> you almost had me. You almost had me there. All right. We got to keep moving. This next one's from an app called Podcast Addict. Do you want to read it? From Steve-O Enda Hudson. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve-O. You did great. Steve-O says, The premiere Hyrule Travelogue for Discerning Travelers. Season 1 was very good, but Pete and Chris really hit their stride in Season 2. Minish Cap. Uh, excellent rapport and very funny bits. Can't wait to find out what a Dodongo tastes like. Hey, I think we do cover that. Yeah, we definitely answer that question. And thank you. This next review came in from Riley Hopkins. Riley! Riley, who left a five-star review saying, The best Zelda podcast out there. Hello! After spending an hour trying to log back into my iTunes account, I, I know that struggle, I'm here to say I have fallen in love with this show. After listening to this, normal fan podcasts just don't do it for me anymore. The travelogue is the way to engage with the media we all love. They approach it in a lighthearted, joyful way that doesn't take itself too seriously while revering the stuff that they're talking about. The best of the best, the cream of the crop... Now that I'm all caught up on Ocarina of Time, it's time to go back and catch up on the past. Thank you again. That's so generous. Thank you, Riley. That's uh, a lot of incredibly kind words. And Riley is also a podcaster. Uh, actually, how fitting, Riley is part of the extended Hey Jake and Josh <laughs> universe. So how fitting that we're reading their review on, on this uh, episode. We're all we're all kind of in each other's orbit these days. Right on. But uh, Riley, it's been a blast uh, talking to you in the Discord and getting to know you these past few weeks. Uh, Riley has some podcasts out. Riley has an actual play podcast uh, that they were telling me about earlier today oh inter interstitial um based on kingdom hearts it's an original game system made by riley yeah right on so check that out uh and thank you again riley great hearing from you next up on apple Podcasts, we've got t-o-t-k master five-star review who says well number one good podcast i recommended it to my friends and they liked it a lot uh number two i think a green choo-choo would taste like green jello that you heated up and then pressure cooked it might just be me but that's what i feel like at the moment good podcast thanks for reading thank you tears of the kingdom master wow it mastered the game already it's only been out a few months and there's so much there but he did it what would happen if you heated up jello and then pressure cooked it that sounds awful why would, if you heated up jello it would become a liquid it would it would liquefy if again. you pressure cook jello it would leave this mortal plane <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that if you pressure cooked it you end up on a government list somewhere so yeah. you gotta be careful with that <laughs> all right i mean in regards to what a green choo-choo tastes like though we definitely have answered that though right i'm gonna say it tastes like the new monster cereal coming out this halloween uh ca it's caramel apple flavored i think i would go with that oh right on what monster is it it's a new monster it's like a, a like some kind of raver zombie girl i don't remember carmella creeper i think is the name wow okay cool yeah doesn't quite fit the vibe of the other previous mascots but that's fine have they introduced new cereal mascot like when we were kids there were like 10 of them i feel like i always see the same faces as i pass by we kind of went off a cliff as far as cereal mascots at one point okay. i mean the cinnamon toast crunch uh chef got replaced by little cinemojis which are just little pieces of cereal with faces on them <sighs> the and then we just have been having a bunch of redesigns lately and that's about it 
All right. Well, hopefully Carmella Creeper is here to change all of that for the better. You know what? A female serial mascot? I'm here for it. Yeah, for sure. Our next review on iTunes is by Courier7, who gave us a five stars and said, Amazing podcast. Been binge listening to the podcast, and I'm really enjoying it. My two favorite Legend of Zelda games are Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. I'm so glad that I was able to discover this podcast through Aaron and Ariel from the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, because I'm really enjoying this journey through the Legend of Zelda games. Pete and Chris do a really good job taking us through these surreal worlds in the Legend of Zelda series. Thank you, Courier. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks to everybody. Honestly, this is this has been like a very uh, uh, fulfilling post office today. Everyone's so nice. Uh, thank you guys for leaving reviews. Thank you guys for sharing with your friends. Thank you to people like the Lorecast for shouting uh, this podcast out. Uh, and thank you, you know, people like Riley on Twitter talking about our podcast. Uh, we appreciate all of that stuff. Yeah, I think we've left Josh alone long enough, though, huh? Oh, we got to get I don't what do you what's he doing in that bus? We got to get back there. <laughs> yeah. If you have any opinions on the survivability of Joe and Beth post sister, you can send us a postcard at HyrulePod at gmail.com or by dropping us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read your message here and you'll be helping more listeners like you to find the show. You can also find the show on Twitter, Insta, and Tumblr at HyrulePod. And if you want to find us individually on Twitter, I am at the edge of my Pete. I'm at a man named Babs. What about you, Josh? Um, I am at Minted Nichols. N-I-C-H-O-L-S. Right on. And if people want to find uh, Morphin Grid, where can they find that? Um, that's at Morphin Grid uh, with one G. One G. Right on. <laughs> and people should support you guys on patreon i mean i'll say it hey jake and josh totally look up hey jake and josh uh there's you know there's a bunch of stuff there they put out a ton of content over the years and all of it's good stuff thank you (laughs) separately you can find us on discord uh links are on all our social medias that pete mentioned we're in there we have a few chats going right now for tears of the kingdom if you want to talk about that uh with some other people who are playing the game i will not be looking at them so get crazy everyone's been super respective of spoilers so like it's a pretty safe place for now at least yeah i clicked on a couple and i was like oh maybe i should stop reading this stuff before (laughs) everyone else gets way farther than i am because Uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be way behind for a little while (laughs) You can also find us on Kofi ko fi slash Uh There you'll find, you know, for uh, you could donate a single dollar once and you'll get access to a bunch of extra episodes of things uh, like us creating characters in Pete's Zelda tabletop RPG Legends of Delta or us talking about video games that we're playing that are not Zelda related. Also, if you sub for five dollars a month, you get access to Pete's TTRPG, uh, which Josh and I played like a week ago. And I mean, I want to speak for you. I know I had a blast. I had a good time. Yeah. Thank Thank you once again to Chillboy Beats for the use of our intro and outro music. If you want to hear more Synthwave Zelda goodness, you can find this album, The Hero of Synth, on YouTube, Spotify, and Bandcamp. The Hero of Synth 2 just <laughs> dropped, and there's a lot of good stuff on there as well. Check it out. That's going to do it for this episode of Hello Hyrule. Thank you for listening. Next episode, we're continuing the dungeon tour for this half of the season and hitting up the Fire Temple. Ooh, it's going to get hot. Best you can do, huh? And that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of all the enthusiasm I can muster because I forgot a lot about the fire temple in it's this game. It's getting hot in her. <laughs> it is getting hot in her. But until then, I have been Pete. I've been Chris. Oh, I'm Josh. Excuse me, podcast. No one ever talks about how Link wakes up 17 years old but still mentally 10. <laughs> yep, doesn't happen enough.